my candle. I'm Travis Thoreau. Welcome to We Are Live. Solid open. Chris Simmons, Travis Thoreau. It's We Are Live. We are here in Grand Center in Midcoast Studio. <sighs> Check out midcoast.media for more information. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I know you haven't yet. There's like three of you that have. I'm getting real upset. Get them, Chris. Got thousands of you following across all platforms. Just click a little follow, follow, subscribe, subscribe on YouTube. That's how it works. There you go, Chris. Shout out ass. Uh, excited to be here. Kicking things off today. We will jump right in, but uh, we also have some fun later on. One-on-one, -on -one, myself and Ian Finance. He was in town this past weekend with David Tell. Had some great stories uh, in that, so be sure to stick around for that conversation. But first, let's say hello to the Witcher's stepbrother, Chris Gardner. Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, I see it now. I see the Witcher. Hey, Gardner. Good Boy. morning, Walnuts. There it is. Put the nuts on the wall. You're moving at uh, at one and a half, or at, no, half speed. Yeah. Like Not if you slow a down a podcast. Uh-huh. So then, like I see it in your eyes and your movement and everything. I got, I got medicine in me still. There you yeah. go. Are you going to... I don't so, know what I took last night. What? I took like five pills at once oh, of stuff. Took a couple more this morning. Did you know this morning what you were taking? Yeah. Okay. But last uh, night, not so much. Oh, boy. Yeah. Did you get on the right bus this morning? I did. Okay. So they must work. Yeah, I feel good. Okay. feel real good. Oh, boy. World's just kind of... Ah, uh, shit. Kind of oh. here. This is the Chris Gardner. I like that. I thought this was the Chris Gardner we would see one day. It's not as real as it usually oh, is. Oh, shit. So I'm just kind of floating. You're an agent of chaos, and you're currently unemotional? Well, I can be emotional. You're unattached. I'm just, I'm able to think clear. Oh, God. Reflect more and not feel what I reflect. Jesus Christ. It's comforting. Oh, God. You should try it. I tried a Harry Hoffman, but no, you wanted to go with the eccentric guy. Well, I don't think you would. You would have fared well with Hoffman running a show that you were on. That's a good point. I think he'd have. Absolutely good point. He'd have rode you like a donkey. Yeah, he probably would have. No doubt about it. People ride donkeys? Yeah, they still do. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not a comfortable ride. Mm -mm. They're more of a pack yeah. animal. A burrow? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can ride a donkey, though. Yeah. I've seen people ride mules as well. Have you ridden one? I've been on top of a mule, I want to say. One of the giant, that's the big ones. Yeah. I've been on top of one of those. And as a joke, I kind of rode around on a little donkey once, but not. How old were you? Mm, under 10. Oh. You were thinking of like drunk 23-year-old me. I think yeah. that's what we were hoping for. No, yeah. sorry. With a sombrero yeah. and a painted-on mustache. Oh, so you Jesus. could let that resurface. Jesus. That would be nice. Yeah. You got something like that that could resurface? No, I don't. So we can get some fans on the YouTube page if that worked. I yeah. I think I do. I'm sure I have some compromising photos, but. It would just be like, oh, there's Drunk Gardner. Yeah. It's, it'd be stuff like that. Another 15 screwdrivers in. Here he goes. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I wish I could find the photo that was taken of me after I fell on my face. Oh, Gardner drinking. something we want to photo. No, I mean, it was bad. Yeah, we figured it would be when you fall on your face. Yeah, I went face first into the sidewalk. Oh, yeah, sidewalk usually went. And just like, like a tree. Uh-huh. Trees are undefeated, too. And then, like, my tooth cut my lip, and mm. I look like the Phantom of the Opera. Uh-huh. 
Um, but the thing that scared me was that I healed really quick. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, my Here God, go, I'm going to live forever. This uh, is terrible. Relax, Logan. Doomed. Just. My theory was that it was all the vodka and orange juice I had been drinking. Yes. Preserved you. Yeah. Exactly. Like I said, the beef jerky example. Yeah. It keeps. It's the potatoes and the sweetness of an orange. Once your body adapts to it, then yeah. you just become, mm-hmm. oh, it's a fountain of youth. Uh, ah! Before we get into it too wild, let's say thanks to uh, our friends at Gastro Pit. They host Gastro Pit with us every Thursday. They've got great barbecue, great specials. They do catering, and they're even throwing a Super Bowl party. So you can hang out there. You can nice. get food. You can get takeout. The barbecue is exquisite. And this Thursday, we've got another rowdy show for you. Starts at eight thirty. Stop by, have some fun. All right. Snick snack on the on the pulled pork nachos because oh, doctor. Snickety snack. That's right. Don't you forget it. Um, lots to get You're to. You're doing today. a lot of cutesy words today. I don't know why. I like it. A lot. Snick what snack. have I said? You, then you did like subscribe, subscribe, subscribe or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Subscribe, subscribe. I said subscribe, subscribe, follow, yeah, follow. Yeah. Trying to relate, you know, <laughs> to, to that's me. Yep. <laughs> Relatable Mr. Pop Chris. Culture over here. <laughs> uh, Mr. Approachable is what uh, my other nickname is. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. right. Uh, you guys probably didn't see much of this, um, but the Astros. <laughs> no, no, bad, bad. Big scandal at Did Major League Baseball as the Houston Astros. Uh, they have been in, under an investigation from Major League Baseball in regards to allegations that they were using technology essentially using a camera out in center field to spy on signals and then indicate what is coming in regards to a pitch to the players via a monitor in the bullpen (coughs) hallway excuse me the dugout hallway i should say excuse me not bullpen but nevertheless um major league baseball issued out their punishments yesterday and fired our aj hench the manager of the ball club general manager, and president of baseball operations, Jeff Lunau. Uh, They were initially suspended uh, for an entire year. Uh, Astros fined $5 million, and they would lose their first and second round picks in the 2020 and 2021 draft. Uh, And there's uh, sounds like there's going to be more to come for the Red Sox manager, Alex Cora, uh, who apparently created the system, according to the report, took it to Boston, Cora was involved in developing both the banging scheme and utilizing the replay review room to decode and transmit signs. Cora participated in both schemes and through his active participation implicitly condoned the player's conduct. I will withhold determining the appropriate level of discipline for Cora until after DOI completes its investigation of the allegations that the Red Sox engaged in impermissible electronic sign stealing in 2018 while Cora was the manager. That's from Rob Manfred, the commissioner. Uh, Chris, we talked about this uh, a couple months ago, uh, right after the World Series. Uh, it was Fires, I believe. Uh, Mike Fires, uh, who's now, mm-hmm. I believe, a pitcher out in Oakland, who uh, was on the uh, podcast and essentially said, oh, yeah, the Astros, they out here. They, they doing the most with the technology and the cheating. Major League Baseball decided to take a look into these uh, accusations. And boy, oh, boy, did they find a lot, apparently. And it looked like the A.J. Hinch and just Jeff Lunau were going to be gone for a year. Uh, Astros. With while, yeah, with the suspension for a year. Uh, and then less than 20 minutes after the announcement of the suspension, um, Jim Crane, owner of the Houston Astros, held a press conference 
uh, to tell the world that he has fired his manager and baseball uh, president of baseball operations. Field manager. Field manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I thought the punishment should have been severe when they brought up the accusations. I remember saying specifically, if this is true, Major League Baseball has to come down with a hammer. Now, there are some players and other people in the game who thought they should have gone a step further than they were going to by maybe removing the 2017 World Championship banner from the Houston Astros, stripping them of the title. Uh, I think you're going to find... I am going to push back against that. Um, But I'm okay with... Yeah, I've always thought vacating stuff was... Kind of silly. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, I watched it happen. Yeah, we all know what happened. Yeah, so uh, it's... They're it, not going to replay it. Right. Yeah, so that's that's the vacating stuff I've never really been into. I did see the Dodgers release a statement. Oh, my God. You want to see the Vegas of Vegas stage? Can I read it? Yeah. Come, I'll look it up. Go ahead and just uh, give Chris a general idea. I've seen it. Have you seen were, it? Okay. Uh, they were, uh, you know, I guess, told not to really comment on this situation. Because there's still an ongoing investigation involving Alex Gore and such. So they basically released a statement uh, explaining that they can't comment on particulars, especially the 2017 World Series. Uh, Let's give everybody a little bit of context here. The Dodgers, (laughs) of course, uh, lost out to uh, the Red Sox and the Houston Astros for the World Series championship. And here's their statement they released late last night. All clubs have been asked by Major League Baseball not to comment on today's punishment of the Houston Astros as it's inappropriate to comment on discipline imposed on another club. The Dodgers have also been asked not to comment on any wrongdoing during the 2017 World Series and will have no further comment at this time. Here's here's my problem with that. If I paid X, Y, and fucking Z for World Series tickets... To support Major League Baseball. Oh, you're making it about you. I'm making it about the fan. The fan absolutely. I need a statement, damn it. If you're telling me the severity of this crime, I need more than this. Then go as to a fan. Major League Baseball. Yeah, well, I, I want that both. Reeks, that reeks. Well, go to Major League Baseball. That reeks. Of, this is the owners but decided dude, what they. But the but you're telling. But no. we already know the owners have more power. Why can't an owner just say, "Man, fuck you." Because they're a group of owners. They're a group. They a open business. themselves up to litigation. To comment on, well, I, I yeah. guess, I'm keep, you guys have to break it down for me. I, I don't no, understand. it's pretty simple. They agreed not to say anything. It's a group of owners this that is, run a either, thing together. But, it's either but, reeks of com- being a company man, right. like, like we're talking about, of saying, hold, hold strong, we've got other stuff coming down the pipe, and or we've analyzed this and it doesn't help us one bit if or, you say anything. Or okay. you could be non-emotional. And not feign outrage. I'm not feigning outrage. And uh, see that there's a possibility of a long game here where there is shade being thrown by the Dodgers immediately. I agree. To where they could possibly, down the line, have a little bit more to say. Uh, okay. okay. Or because they okay. obviously, if it was as simple as not making a comment, they wouldn't have made a statement to begin with, yeah, right? That's also true. What they were able to do is get out the information that we are not supposed to comment in particular on, on the World series. series. So that's out there, and okay. that now raises questions, right? I, I, yeah, you're right. So now right. reporters can go explore this curious uh, okay. statement. Okay, my bad. Statement. My bad. Thank so that's you. all, sorry. Travis. Oh, sorry. There's another. I just, I, just, one more. They sorry. have to let 
they are not might not be able to do it themselves right okay. now. So they're kind of nudging others to go for it. I think my bad. It's kind of like deep throat. I got anxious because I'm pissed for Dodgers fans. Because I'm pissed for Dodgers fans because as a St. Louis Rams fan, I am where they are right now. And so, look, I I think uh, I, I heard a commentator bring up this point, and I'm curious to get you guys' opinion on this. Is baseball the dirtiest of all the major sports? As far as cheating is concerned, across the board historically, I am willing it, to say it depends. Because here's the thing: what's cheating in each sport is going to be different. Okay, so it's hard to make those. Comparisons. Well, let's look at let's look at some of the bigger cheating scandals and moments in each. So I mean, but, but what do you? I mean, we're talking about sign stealing here, right? Yes. Well, in this instance, for baseball. Yes. And so if this is the biggest scandal, sign stealing. Well, it's not the so, biggest scandal. I'm saying it's uh, on a Compare uh, this big scandal next to the steroid scandal, next to the Black Sox scandal, yeah. next to Pete Rose betting on baseball scandal. Like comparing scandals and major sports, does one now get the picture that baseball is the dirtiest of the all NFL sports? The NFL had a serial killer. Yes. That's what I'm asking. Uh, that, the you NFL know what I'm had O.J. Simpson. Yes, they did. They might be a little more violent. Now, I'm saying, now I'm saying, the thing right. is... Those aren't necessarily on-field things. things. Right. So there's, that's why it's hard to determine. So we got to have to say cheating, maybe? Is this the so most you have, cheating in this? You have to narrow it down sport? to on-field. On-field, dirty behavior. play. Yeah. I mean, so you're also asking, like, in a scrum, like, what happens then? Like, in football, is that is that cheating? Is that dirty? You're asking dirty, right? That's dirty. Does that give you a competitive advantage? Well, I'm sure it might. It may. But in, in terms of... We're talking competitive advantage. The romantics involved. And then using um, technology. I don't recall... Because scandals have a certain romanticism to them. To people. True. Very true. Baseball has always lent itself to that. <laughs> and annoyingly so to some at times. So I think baseball is going to come out on top simply because of that. Okay. I mean, when you look at the Black Sox scandal. Oh, boy. Even, that involves St. Louis, even. Yeah. That involved actual mobsters. Yeah. Like, they were trying to do it the year before. A guy in, uh, uh, was it Compton Heights? Mm-hmm. There's a house over there, and the guy who was trying to get things organized was shot dead in front of his house by his mistress. Mm. And they had to wait a year. So, like, there's stuff like... I but mean, we're talking like a competitive advantage. We're, I don't, we often, we, when we talk about baseball and cheating, I mean, we're talking about... Spygate's pretty hard, though. Spygate is very di- Spygate's difficult. Spygate's probably on the same level, right? I say Spygate's on this level, absolutely. Yeah, of course. And I, and I think the NFL failed miserably at their punishment. They destroyed evidence. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and that's why so I kind of... So now I'm going NFL. How about so, that? So that, that's fair. But that, that's why I kind of freaked out about the Dodgers statement, because I'm like, hey... I don't want this to be a sweep it under the rug, let's move on situation like they did with the Patriots. I think that's why the Patriots continue to do what they did, what they did recently in Cincinnati. I think they're just a organization that has to cheat. It's a cheating culture. Yeah. And so that's why I don't want that to permeate well, anymore I, in baseball because you seen, you're already struggling getting fans to support. Don't do anything to fuck that up. Have you seen any other statements from any other teams? No, we have not. There's a reason only one yes. team made a statement. That's fair. Right? Or outside of this, the Astros right, and stuff like right. that. Right. Um, and they made it in a way on purpose. 
I, yeah, so that's good. And I, I, I just don't don't sweep this under the rug. I you just saw don't, a, don't be like, oh, a, this is just baseball. Yeah. You well, can't do that. That's and I don't think that's going to happen okay. because you saw, because you're going to see Alex Cora. Alex Cora is not going to have a job. I don't think Alex Cora is going to be in baseball for yeah, a while. Yeah, he might not be. Um, he's going. He's gone from the Red Sox. Yeah, he you should not, assume that's gonna the have case. To, he's probably gone maybe after this show. Um, but the. You saw a lot of reports of people talking anonymously to other executives throughout baseball, and they were pissed they weren't hit hard enough, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to go. It's not going to. Just go away. It's not going to okay. fly like that. Okay. Because you're seeing the reaction within the game from others, and the Astros just don't have any leverage here. David Freeze, who was part of that Dodgers team, he was. He was one of the very first vocal big voices I heard in baseball, and he was like, "Get that ring back, Jack." That shit don't count. Didn't really expect the punishment to be this harsh. Good for Major League Baseball stepping up. Still don't know what's more frustrating, though. An ex-teammate of the World Series title team talking publicly about his team cheating or so many guys being down to use a damn trash can. LOL. Should take the ring. I I agree with Freeze. First of all, your bitch ass waited till you left the organization to decide to snitch and do something about it. And then... So many guys were just down with letting it happen. I'm with David Freeze 100. I, I'm so I know it may be difficult. And I would imagine the Players Association, Chris, would have gotten involved, the Players Union. But I'm surprised no players got suspended. Yeah, and I know that would be difficult, yeah. maybe to to yes. And yet, you're right. But I was I. Well, I, it seems like they're said not in going the report. To. There's not. It looks like it's not coming forward. Like one of the players that could have been is now a manager, and that's Carlos, Carlos Beltran. Beltran. And he all but technically admitted in an interview that they did it. So it's, the weird part of it to me is, <laughs> I'm trying because it just it makes me curious about the dynamic in Houston. And maybe I've misread a clubhouse in ways, but so? I don't. I don't think that's the case. How so? What 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 was um, your read on the Astros? And well, what's your read on them now? It's just when you see the report and it talking about how AJ Hinch knew, but he wasn't like the mastermind or created or facilitated this. It was Cora. And others, as they said, lower-level baseball ops guys. Right. Um, but that Hinch knew but was frustrated by the scheme itself to the point where he, like, broke the monitors twice to where they had to be replaced. I'm like, well, you're the manager, though. Why can't you just go and say enough? Exactly. And, and like... That that's where I was. I was that like, and their like, their their explanation, I mean, that's, Gardner. That's being a player's manager to an extreme, if you want to categorize it that way. But it's I just found that part curious. I'm like, well, then what are you what are you doing, man? I mean, you you could go and say, you're the manager here. I I think what really Real what, manager. What the thing that was more troubling for me was how those two, at least through their statements, uh, came off as playing dumb. Uh, playing come off like AJ Hench. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I said no to it, but I allowed it to happen. You're the fucking manager, bro. He's probably mad at himself now. So I don't understand. Like you don't. You you. If you're pet, if Chris, if you run a business and you see something you don't like, well, he's probably not being forthcoming. Stop it. Currently, he's probably. He, you, it's easy to say you don't like something now when you're hoisting a World Series trophy right like that yeah. up over your head. Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan, but right, I mean, yeah. Well, so and, and it part is, of it too, I think that, and it's not even just the statement; it's mm-hmm. Hinch's comments before that in news yeah. conferences when it was He's very up. indignant about it. Very yeah. indignant about it. So I it. think that taking that attitude towards it 
uh, impacts like how we view it now too. Yeah. And you have the ability of hindsight at this point. And he doesn't come across looking good. And I know we talked a lot. Uh, we were off the air yesterday. But, and I was thinking about this some more last night. I wonder where and what Chris Correa was doing when he found out. Mm. I know what he was doing after. Well, but here's the thing. As I'm reading more about him and where he stands, I went through some of his tweets too and what he's liked and stuff in the past year or so. He seems like a guy who's really moved on. What you would have to. I think, uh, look, I don't know Chris Correa. The Chris Correa for context is the former scout for the St. Louis Cardinals who basically infiltrated a multi-million dollar scouting system of the Houston Astros while he was with the St. Louis Cardinals, which of course is illegal in this country. He used a password. He used used a password that hadn't been changed. And so nevertheless, he ended up getting uh, found guilty. Uh, he come oh, uh, um, pled guilty and uh, did what two years? Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half in a minimal security mm-hmm. prison. Uh, currently at a halfway house, I believe, or was at a halfway house. He's out of prison. He's out of prison yeah. now completely. He's done. And um, I would imagine, like, if you do a simple white pages search on the on the internet, you'll come across his name in Marina del Rey, California. Nice. Well, beautiful, very nice place we've we've been. Um, I know for him, he's probably over it, but there has to be a small bit of satisfaction. Only in that he essentially, in his quote-unquote defense, he essentially was like, look, Jeff Lunau's a son of a bitch. This guy, I did it because, and not to say it was right, his justification was I did it because this is a sneaky bastard. This is a guy that's very shady, and I believe he also did something to compromise the organization I work for. Now, obviously, I would... Suggest never go to the illegal means in which he went. However, I think he kind of maybe had an inkling of what Jeff Lunau was about. And I again, just looking at his statement, Chris, it, it Jeff Lunau playing the, you know, yeah, I take responsibility, but you know, I didn't come up with it. And I didn't know what was happening, and if I knew something, I would have did it. You knew. Don't don't. If you're telling me right now that you did not know in some capacity he or hadn't that. heard. I, I call bullshit because you're considered by your peers and people who have worked for you one of the biggest micromanagers in the game. You're a guy that's in tune with almost everything that goes on in that organization. Don't give me the, oh, I don't know if, if I knew there, if I heard there was a monitor, that that's bullshit. I, I don't buy it, and that leads me to believe that you knew more about it and that you were more involved than you're leading on. Yeah, and I don't want to portray that I have any idea what Chris Curry is thinking. No, none of us do. No. But you would imagine um, there's a little bit of... Well, yes. no, that's for you, though. You're True. projecting True. yourself. I am projecting. I am projecting. And I, would, I would be. I would be doing the yes. same. But we don't know where he is. Where, what? Had, I mean, we got a little bit of a glimpse as to where his life seemed to be heading when um, you guys spoke with... Uh, was it Ben Ryder of Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. who wrote the who piece? Who did the piece on him. Um, several years ago, you had him on the radio show. Um, I, I went back through that piece last night because I wanted to see... If he gave an opinion or anything? Um, just, I, I wanted to go back and see some context of what was going on. And a lot of it was talking about his life going forward and what happened. It wasn't a ton about the scandal itself. It was about what life was like for him in prison, what he'd learned, and where he, what he plans to do with it. Did he go into that much? Like his life in prison? Yeah, just boring? 
Yeah, and that's the thing that he said surprised him, mm-hmm. especially I guess at that level of a minimum minimum security is like there's really no guidance on what to do. It's just kind of like, so, hey, you're here. Yeah. Yeah. And so he like he took he took time I guess during his time there when people because he knew how to do certain things computer wise and all that that they were people in there were taking advantage of uh, having him there and he used it as an opportunity for himself to help them get documents and stuff like birth certificates and this. Send Busy people, work. Yeah. Uh, they did mock job fairs, and he was doing that with people to help That's them. That's cool. So he really had seemed to be turning his eye, his analytics eye even, towards the criminal justice system. Hmm. So that's – I started thinking about, like, you know, him yesterday and some last night, but I went through the article, and then there's still the one part that sticks out to me. Um it says, Correa felt he had moved past rancor toward not only Astros, but also Major League Baseball and even St. Louis. While it has always been difficult to believe that no one else within the Cardinals at least knew what Correa had been up to, investigators didn't identify a co-conspirator and only Correa was individually punished. And it later says, but Correa no longer has the desire to relitigate who had done what? What I've endured, I'm not going to wish on anyone, he says. Nobody I know is a bad enough person. Let me tell you something. That's a guy who kept his effing mouth shut. Who but not a snitch! Could have gotten a lighter sentence, could have made himself appear to look better, and guys like Jeff Loonhow do the exact opposite. If Jeff Loonhow is going to play the um, I'm in charge of everything right. card, well then right. say that. And if you're going to say, I didn't know Jack about it, they got it by me, and I know you guys think I'm a genius, but I missed this one then you don't get to also say this is the fault of the player. He straight up blamed the players, which could be totally true. He could be dead on true with who did it. But in your statement, you don't get to say, I take full responsibility right. and then back it up. Right. Like yeah, one right, or the other, right. because he thinks in this moment that's going to save him some face. But in reality, either blame the players and go full on, I'm sorry, but this has nothing to do with me and I'm going to fight my ass off because you guys screwed me. Or... Stay quiet, and then people are going right. to respect you more in and the you future. You can even scratch the surface a little with that. You can say, okay, but and everyone knows your win at all cost mentality right. that's been discussed. It was right. even admonished right. by the commissioner within the report, right. created a culture that allowed that to develop exactly. to begin with. I mean, exactly. you can take different steps and levels and kind of extrapolate some other thoughts that allowed this to happen because of you. So, I mean, I think that's fair as well. Instead yeah, of man. just thinking on the surface, you can see how it leads to other things because of how you conducted yourself and how you conduct your your organization. So true. Um, we are talking Astros talk. Uh, we've got plenty to get to. It's uh, hashtag what's your sign? Oh, yes. Uh, Astroology. What's your sign? <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I will say that uh, Gateway Powder Coating is not going to steal any signs. Oh. You a fan of theirs, Gardner? Well, if they have signs. You could get powder coat powder them. Coat. Right. The Astros could have powder coated those trash cans. They should have. Made them a little less noticeable. <laughs> Gatewaypowdercoat.com is a website. They're the number one resource for powder coating in the Midwest. Huge shout out to Mark, Alex, and the gang. Very, very customer friendly. They do it all. If you guys have metal furniture, you have uh, maybe a smoker that needs touched up, some patio furniture, any kind of fencing, 
anything metal, you can paint it, you can powder coat it, take it to them and check out the website, gatewaypowdercoat.com. Their Facebook page, also a good follow. They've got a lot of cool posts that shows their work and all the interesting uh, projects they get to take on. So again, big thanks to uh, Gateway Powder Coating. Uh, Royce in the comments, this is a harsh punishment for sign stealing. Hmm. You guys agree? Uh, no. I think once you brought technology into it, we're not just talking, yo, man, look down that way, look at what this guy is doing. We're talking about using technology to create an entire scheme. You're talking about beating trash cans. You're talking about cameras in the stairwell. Like, that's a bridge too far. None of them are in prison. None of them are in prison. You are correct. And, and Correa, you could assign that. You could assign that. That's what they got. Uh, which the, our friend Thatcher, who gives us a lot of trouble, he made the point of uh, one time in a call saying, "If you steal proprietary information in the business yeah. world, you get in trouble." That's why they justified Chris yeah, Correa right, getting in trouble. Right. I thought it was horseshit. They assigned a number of right. one point seven million dollars. So why could you that? not assign so a number to all the like? So why couldn't you assign a number if I'm say uh, they don't have the prison space? Yeah, they, yeah. my God. You, you could assign a $30 million loss. To, to this, to, yeah. yeah. So that's when I, I'm just, and I know no one's going to go to jail. They would have not. trouble figuring out what that Right. Now they're they're going to have, they had trouble figuring out the Korea number as well. Um, Which, but this is a little bit more convoluted yeah. to, to make I, a case can for I, where I, the Korea one was a simple, per, it was one person they were able to target. Prosecutors were looking to make a splash. Right. And they could do yes. it with one person. And right. a low-profile, low-income person. Not, well, relative to... It became the, a high-profile. It was going to be in the media all the time. So they were going... And he they, does not have the means to hire the, a dream team. And they, and they knew they were going to have... They, were, they had them. Look, we're talking end game here to, to the commenters' Bring point. Bring up Marvel again? Can no. we talk sports for a minute? <laughs> end. I end game. <laughs> um, I, when you're, it's, I know we use technology... Uh, to study film and, you know, to break down pitches and habits of a pitcher. But we're talking about in the middle of the game, man, why it's actually happening. You're essentially I mean, to gain an, a, a particular yeah, it's advantage. Different because it's you're, a, there are guys that are going to look at video in the middle, in of, the middle game, of the game. Right. But right. it's different than what you're right. saying. Right. And, it's, and it, that's why, for me, it's a, a little bit more egregious. Because I think the game has accommodated levels of technology. I think the game, as it evolves... Gets better at accommodating technology. I think they're technology. still trying to find their way. Right. And when you do deliver harsh penalties like this, it is also people that are fearing uh, change a little bit because you're like, true. Oh, technology. Ah, there mm -hmm. are people like that, especially as you get older. You're right. The technology is and currently so, ahead of the game right now, and I think Major League Baseball is so going to go. Whoa, 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 whoa. How how do we figure this out? Right. So they're trying to figure out their along along the way should. while it's you know. I mean, I'm sitting here talking about hologram strike zones. Well, they're talking about robot strike zones. I mean, they're already behind the game. So when, when it's something like that and you're trying to find your way, you, I'm not going to say get it right or wrong in this instance. You're just, you're finding your way. You don't know what that is necessarily. Can I ask yet. you a question then? Because uh, no. I heard this. Um, damn it, I did it again. Yeah. You gave me uh, a game. Sorry. I, Go ahead. Um, fact is, if you were, say, a veteran like a Justin Verlander, uh, a guy that would probably maybe be considered the quote-unquote captain of that team, and you knew this was going on, do you feel obligated as a player I can't answer to that. stop it? And see, that's what I'm curious. I can't I answer. I, I can't put myself in Justin Verlander's I'm, shoes. I'm I don't, if an Adam Wainwright knew this was going on. I put my face on his would, face in one of those Kate Upton yeah, pictures. Yeah, you did, and it was pretty hot. Did you? 
But oh, you don't know the story. How did it feel? Go. Hold on, hold no, on. No, no. But the fact is, what my, uh, my my question is, Adam Wainwright. We know him as a, by all accounts, very positive, good guy, all about being think you fair know. person of the game. But so I'm curious. That's is, what he puts out there. Uh, but to be but fair. are the players okay? I guess this is essentially my question with this behavior, and it feels like they were okay with it. Only they ruthless. can answer that. They were. These are ruthless competitors. Ruthless competitors. They don't. They're looking at this. From what it appears, so they don't see they it didn't as cheating or as a competitive advantage. They, or both. We don't see whistleblowers in this case for the most part, right? There's no whistle. There's well, no whistleblower. I wouldn't give Iris, I wouldn't give him the whistleblower card because I think he did it for self-serving purposes. So does it matter if it's self-serving though? If he's he a whistleblower, the right thing? coming forward and telling what happened. Yeah. Do you consider the right thing after he left? It can be vindictive and still be right. Okay. I don't know if I well, want to say right thing, but I see what you're saying. Was he asked no, a question? My point is there's no whistleblowers, he really. There's he just one, answered a question. Yeah, that's true. There's one. I don't know that he thought that this would have some impact on it. Yeah. I still am grappling with how I feel about the intensity of this and people calling for lifetime bans, and then you look at other things, and you're like, well, if they're being consistent. But yeah. it's it's something that these are ruthless competitors who their whole lives, since they could walk, all they've done is swing a piece of wood at a ball, and they will do anything to get to that pinnacle. To me, they're complicit. They didn't care. They used it. Yeah. They gained an advantage of it, or they didn't think it was that big a deal. It's like A.J. Hinch. He's still complicit, even though like he tries even to if, Even if he didn't it. like yeah. it, that's fine. Yeah. But that's where I do struggle with the, like, okay, is this a little harsh on the punishment? Because if these players just felt that they were just one-upping the next guys – this is going to be my what point. What they are earlier. is they're moderates. They didn't stand up and do anything. But then there's also the moderates point. Moderates are, are no use to me. Very good. Thank you, Gardner. But there's Perfect. also the point Perfect. that I've been, uh, I've been kind of sitting on that the Dodgers may be being quiet for another reason. They might be cheating too. Yeah. They might be doing Possible. something that would be – that Possible. doesn't necessarily – if you told me sign stealing is going to get two guys fired that won a World Series title, I'd be like, What? Everybody's doing that. I always, I've brought this up 700 million times. That's not Kenny true. Rogers. Wow, I like you did that. Kenny, was it Kenny Rogers? Yeah. For the for the Tigers gets busted in the World Series with suntan lotion. Obviously cheating, an obvious rule breaking thing. Tony Larusa, what do he do? Well, let's just keep playing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> his guys are doing it too. Or he's like, eh, it's something that happens to me. I think this probably happened or on that many was his different boy levels. And he was just like, I ain't going to put my boy it, out there like that on national television. It, wait, Jim. Uh, Leland. Leland. Can it be Leland's both? Is a catcher. It be both. Uh, it, Leland's his boy, too. It's probably both. Absolutely. Probably both. My point is, I think that there's a lot more of this going on than ever than we care to think. Mm-hmm. And that therefore, the players are just like, I mean, what are you, you going to do? I, 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 look, I, I, just, I just know after a while... Uh, if I'm a consumer, and I am one, uh, I, I, I am. It gets a little bit. All right, man. That's see, Kim. Roy. And look, I'm saying. Look, I'm just saying. Major see, League if I ba- really wanted to take it down another level or down a different angle, I'd say, see, this is why you shouldn't invest in sports. Yep, sure. And you, sure. And you know what, fans? When you buy that ticket, when you invest like this, yeah, you take that emotional yeah, risk. Yeah, you do. You do. You're right, Gardner. Yeah, you're right. You're Kim, right. Kim so you know what? You know whose fault it really is? The fans. Oh, well, well, We're shit. all enablers. Think, oh, boy. That's kind of true. He's kind of right. There. Now, how do you feel about uh, our friend Kim in the comments? Has zero tolerance for cheating of any kind. Get out of here with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, actually, I actually appreciate that. That's a stance. That's fine. I 
I just think, there are, I just, think cheating can be creative. Here's, 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 here's my thing. It's the indignity that a guy like A.J. Hinch showed when you get, look, when you're caught, I, just be like, I don't, I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to entertain that. When you turn into a Pentecostal preacher and you start going, well, you know, you know, people who cast stones and how they, you know, we keep a fine. Calm over, down, Dabo. Yeah. When you start doing the whole Southern preacher thing to me, that's when I go, hold on, player. See, you could have just simply said, no, nah, I'm not going to entertain the bullshit, but you sitting up here getting on your high horse, what the fuck really going on? Yeah, so that's my problem that. with A.J. Hinch. You didn't, when people were asking reasonable questions, you got pompous about it, and you turned it, same with Lunau. <laughs> well, we're going to put someone in their camera well because we believe it was actually them who were cheating. Mm -hmm. That's what I got a problem with. If you got caught, they'd be like, ah, you know what? Either shut up. Or who, who did they do that against? The Los Angeles Dodgers. Wasn't it in the World Series where they put one of their representatives in their well? Was it against the Red Sox? Or all? was it the Red Sox too? Now that'd be funny if it was the Red Sox. Because here's, here's one thing that just crossed my mind. <clears throat> Maybe you're right. I think it was the Red Sox. Okay. One thing that just crossed my oh, mind. Oh, okay. You ready? I think I know where you're going. So Lunau says what? That he was unaware, right? He was unaware. But in this putting the person in the camera well. Yep. He was trying to defend against cheating, right? Yep. Against who? The Boston Red Sox? Yes. And Alex Cora? Yes. Why would he do that if he was unaware of what was going on to begin with? There it is. But that's what I'm talking about. There's your answer. See, and that's why I'm just saying. Full of shit, day, Jeff Lino. There you go. And then sometimes, at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to be, and maybe this is, maybe I should give more credit to the Dodgers. You got to be like, no comment, dude. You well, just bet off shutting the fuck up because the more you talk... The more guilty you look. Yes. So shut up. They had a no comment comment. Right. supposed to lead reporters down right. a different direction. Jeff Lunau told on himself with those statements. A.J. Hinch told on himself with yeah. those statements. And that's why I look. I'm okay with those I, guys I, being I, out of the I game for a while. I ain't mad at you. I just think you revealed yourself. You revealed yourself. And now we get to see that and smirk and yeah, smile. You can't, and, you can't, and that's you can't have your hand in a cookie jar and be like. Man, that, that ain't even my hand. What the fuck you talking about? Have you tried that before? I have. I'm like, Mama, that ain't my hand. What'd she do? She, yeah, she, she didn't. Slapped that, mm -hmm, slapped she slapped the hand in like the back the, of my like head. Like the Pope? Mm-hmm. Get the damn cookie. Hurry, eat the cookie. couple comments real quick. Royce says, saying no comments, a sign of some sort of guilt. I don't always think that. No, nah, sometimes, like I said, sometimes you just got to sit back. Sometimes you just got to, hey, I'm no comment. And sometimes talking too much they get yourself into trouble. They wouldn't the World Series in particular if they didn't want people to right. explore that particular angle. Just and say, and like, and maybe they should have just stopped at that first statement. I take full responsibility for what took place. Period. Good day. How about uh, Tom Brown? The only thing I care about in sports is if my team wins. WWE might be <laughs> staged, but I get what I paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Well said, I, I know there's going to be moments <laughs> where a team does something to get the advantage, but this feels like this. They went an extra step. They went. Ah, they just this feels cartoonish. They went too. They're trying to figure out technology. And I and I get wanting to. I know teams do what they can to get the advantage. This though, this just seems a bridge just a little bit too far. And I think it's okay to regulate just a little bit. We got to rail some of this shit in, or it's. It's not going to be fun to watch anymore. You're telling me a guy you you want to go out there and 
pay all this money to watch a guy like Garrett Cole, one of the best pitchers in the game, get lit up because another team is giving away signals? I can just watch at home. I can do that too. But are you watching at home if you're watching one of your favorite pitchers just get lit up every night with a 7 ERA? Depends on what else is going on. (laughs) Is the park open? Great question. all around. Uh, (laughs) Chris, I want to ask you about this next story if it's okay. Let me quickly tell you about our friends at St. Louis Counseling Services. Oh, hey, guys. They're here for you. They record their podcast here at Midcoast Studio. We think you should check it out. They have great conversations. They've had uh, several celebrities, entertainments, local educators, Jesuits even, uh, on the show. That's big in this town. (laughs) That is true. Uh, They discuss mental health issues and break down the stigma. Host Tom Duff jumps in. You can check it out online, St. Louis Counseling dot org everybody where you want to jump in Trev? a couple things really quickly first let's of course because uh, you guys mentioned it yesterday uh congratulate the national champion tigers boy we didn't even we don't talk college football we on do this not show. Yeah. we do not at all the lsu tigers that is uh-huh. lsu beating clemson in new orleans last night 42 to 25 joe burrow uh setting college football records most touchdowns in the season most uh and in um six touchdown performance uh, five throwing, one running. Uh, Joe Burrow's putting on a show. Uh, Heisman winner and likely the number one pick in the NFL draft uh, this spring. How? Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Ed uh, Orgeron, I did. It was it was a fun game, especially the first three quarters were just incredibly impressive. If you have not seen Joe Burrow play, then you're missing out. Uh, one of the most special athletes, probably had one of the greatest seasons of any individual player in the history of college football. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU had one of the greatest seasons. Yeah, uh, you know, not the greatest. Out of the 15 opponents they played this year, uh, they played seven who were in the top ten. Uh, they beat them all. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, just absolutely <laughs> incredibly impressive last night. Uh, only thing you just feel bad for for this kid, he's going to make a lot of money, Chris, mind you, in the spring. Uh, but he'll likely be doing it in Cincinnati. Man, that's that's I, it's a struggle. I, man, Eli Manning did it. He did it. Peyton, I, Peyton look, Manning I, if I'm Joe Burrow, it. and I wouldn't do it because I think I think only a Manning, I think only a guy like Ar, um, Archie Manning could do something like that. But I don't know. I know it's crazy. If I'm Burrow's parents. I'm just like, hey, can we, uh, hey, Mr. Manning, can we find a way to get our kid to John Elway had another base. city. John Elway John had Elway baseball. Peyton and Eli had their dad. Yeah, I, I don't know. If you can pull some kind of leverage, honestly, it might be worth it. And I get it. Like you, you can suck. He'll take you a PR hit. Willie though, <laughs> a little one. Willie, a little one. Because people know, are gonna man. be like, "You ain't a Manning." You know, Manning's, Manning's mm-hmm. are football royalty. So they're like, that's why people are like. But the point is, it it's worked. a tough one too. It's a tough from one. Ohio. Oh, and he is from Ohio, so that yeah. would be. Yeah, yeah, and the, and gotta I go home. Got to yeah. You well, do. you don't have to, I well, guess. I, we we have talked about that before. Yeah. You don't always. You can't always go home. But yeah. that's not what I wanted to talk to you about, uh, because while it was a very entertaining game, uh, there were some special people in attendance. Uh, attending, you, you got a you got one of the most historic national runs of all time from a college football team, and you jump to this. No, definitely. There's no. Like, I, I don't. I, even, I don't know what he's going to say, but I know exactly. What I, I know what he's going to say. I, I, no, and, I, I know. What and in attendance was your friend, fan, Vince Vaughn. Oh, I'd call him a hero, even. 
Vince Vaughn in the house, and he's a oh, oh boy. Spoiler alert. Oh boy. Yeah, they probably he probably did some consulting on uh, the reality TV series that uh, Donald did. Damn it. Vince, Vince Vaughn's a big producer. I mean, yeah. Goes back. Your girl Hillary used to hang out with Donald all the time. Sit down. Hey. Like what happened to her? She lost an election. Still collecting wins. That was quite something. Okay. Donald J. Trump in the building last night watching some college football. Was in the South, so you knew he was going. Uh, got a nice applause from the LSU Clemson faithful from the South Carolinians and Louisianians. Vince is just there. He knew he could get in front of the uh, El Presidente and he could talk about his native Chicago mm. and how the president could help. I will say at least Trump made it to New Orleans after Katrina before George W. could. Which Kanye are you right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, new, new Chris, Kanye. Did they, yeah, did they talk about Chicago? Mm, that's a good question. What do you think they would say? I don't know. You don't want to imagine those two brains going back and forth with each other in real life. That just sounds... You think they're aware of the reduced crime rates in Chicago at this point? No? I'm almost certain they don't care. That's because of ju- Jussie. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. Jussie. Yeah, everybody's like, you know what, man, we don't need to be Like 40% down? Um, I'll, it's whatever. It really? I know Twitter gave oh, him shit yeah. last Since night. 2016. I was gonna give you shit, but I was just really gonna just gonna sh- take this as an opportunity. Are you a to triggered snowflake liberal? I, I, I whatever. Yeah, he, it's he Vince. Said, my thing has, is in today. It's Vince. President. He's, it's Vince Vaughn, and he whatever. It's Vince Vaughn. What if he Vince Vaughn doesn't stuck I'm his hand gonna. on his butt before he shook his hand? Maybe he did. Mm-hmm. You it's don't possible. know that. Oh, it's very he said, possible. here, smell this. Yeah. yeah. That may have been a good one. I Cupped him, a fart in his hand. I don't, I, don't, I don't. I think people are just, I think people are having fun with I don't think anybody was really upset about I it. I do like when this stuff happens. Um, Vince Vaughn's got to be fairly, I mean, he's a smart guy, but I'm sure he's fairly insulated in his own world. And he's talked about it in interviews before, I, which I didn't realize it, but I'm fairly sure he talks about being conservative or more conservative I than, think he is, than your average actor. I'm sure he is. And I think the Drew Brees... It's funny, though, whenever it comes face-to-face that it's a guy, Tom Brady or Vince Vaughn or whoever, shaking hands with Trump. People think, lose it. and like, I don't, can't be that surprised. Um, I don't know. I I don't care, but I think... Obviously. I, no, but I think people... You burned your DVD copy of Wedding I don't, Crashers I don't think, on the way in here. I wish I could. I... Uh, I, I, I I don't, I don't know, Drew Brees and his family. We knew he was like, him. he was such a dick and Rudy. <laughs> Good <laughs> point. How do we not see this? Good point. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Everyone thinks of Wedding Crashers and, you know, old, old school. school and swingers and all. He was <sighs> such a fucking dick and Rudy, I, you should have known. I, I here's, here's what I get. Here's just where I am. He doesn't deserve your humanity. It's not even about politics. It's you normalizing behavior by showing him humanity when he can't show humanity to others. And so it's not about right, left. It's not about whether he's for healthcare or not for healthcare. It's about a person he's not. Who, who's a person in Trump who's incredibly indignant, incredibly racist, incredibly bigoted. Yeah. That's the issue. So it, it's not an issue of, oh, well, you can be civil and shake hands with the president of the United States. If you think this the 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 anger towards his president is political based then you're fucking missing the entire picture you're completely misunderstanding why people like myself do not like this guy 
So that's more for me why I cringe when I see people like a Vince Vaughn. It's not because of his conservative back. You can be a conservative. No one's saying you can't be Republican. But to put yourself, your dignity and humanity in his space, I just, it's disgusting. He's not, it's, so it does it's not political. <laughs> Obviously it doesn't. It bothers me in that sense. It doesn't bother me in the political sense. Okay. If you want to support someone because of their political belief, that's fine. I don't hate people who, who like Mitt Romney. Uh, that, that, that you can tell people who, you can tell the energy behind how folks treated Mitt Romney supporters and treat Trump supporters. They, they aren't the same. They just simply aren't the same. And we all know it just recently happened. So that's why I have an issue when the Drew Breeses of the world and the Vince Vaughns of the world want to humanize and normalize this guy who doesn't provide humanity to others, who isn't willing to do that for others, but you're willing to do that for him? That seems silly. I liked the tweet yesterday from this guy named Tom Nichols, who's uh, for the most part conservative, but has is one of the never-Trumper types. Right. But... <laughs> And I know some people might not like it, but it was the people who whined because there was a recent Trump retweeted um, uh, who was it Schumer and Pelosi mm-hmm. with uh, wraps on their heads or something right. and something whatever. He said the people whine about how the coastal elites always look down on Rube Nation or applauding the president for showing a Jewish man from New York and a woman from California in Iranian garb and implying they are traitors. If they feel looked down upon, maybe they should be. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah there it that's, is. That's part of it. That's is, it. Yeah. You are kind of deplorable. You are kind of rubes. You are kind of idiots. And you should be told that. And you're bigoted and you're racist. And if you. It should are, be nice. Of, it you shouldn't have be, to be. Why do you have to be the nice? The thing is, people were nice about it before. Right. And they can't be now. You can't be now. And that, you have that's to tell thing. them straight up. This is what you are. And this is uh, what we're not going to do. We don't care. And, and, and if you want to fight back, good luck. And we know in this particular president's head that he streams that from validation of other good people. So you see a guy like Drew Brees. Well, now Drew Brees, a good person in the New Orleans community, is validating Donald Trump. Now in his mind, he's like, I can't be as bad as people are making me out to be. Drew Brees. Just shook my hand and took a picture with me. I can't be a bigot. I can't be a hateful racist. That can't be me. Look who all these good, meaningful, nice people. Look how they take pictures with me. That's my problem. So it does bother you. So yes, it does. Okay. Me. Tom Brown. I think Burroughs is from Ohio. He's probably happy. Cleveland isn't number one. <laughs> KFB. Vince was that's just true. hitting on Melania. Now that's fair. <laughs> now that now that that would. I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, Royce makes a great point. He says Vince was just seeing if they had any crab cakes. Wow. <laughs> and looking at, I don't hate Vince Vaughn. I just, I Ooh. wish people would think about what you're doing when you do it. But maybe they are. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. You're right. Man. Hate hey. to see my boy Vinny go out like that, though. I'm a, you know I like tall dudes. Ah, he ain't going anywhere. I know he ain't going. Yeah, we know he'll be. Maybe he shows up in a Marvel Maybe he'll show up at comedy this Thursday at Sophie's. <laughs> I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Maybe so. It's illegal. You can't I don't just know, say that. Nice. We have a killer lineup this week, and I feel like I say that a lot, but it's because we do. Justin Luke opening our friend Jamie Fritz. This is somebody who headlines clubs in the Midwest. Jamie Fritz is going to do some time, and then we've got J.C. Sabal and Tina D. Ball. Tina's coming off a great weekend. 
at Helium with Dave Attell. That's right, and Ian Fidance, who we're talking to in just a moment. Uh, so it's going to be a great time. Stop by, enjoy drink specials starting at 4 p.m. Young Professionals Gateway Pet Guardians are going to bring some pups. It's going to be a good time. Big show planned, and uh, we expect you all to be there. Drink some Schlafly specials. And thank you again to Jack Daniels for presenting all of our comedy stuff here in St. Louis, providing you free entertainment every week. We need to talk about something. Yeah, we do. We haven't talked about this yet. Okay, go for it. Travis, we discussed yesterday Mm -hmm. uh, a new fragrance, a new candle. Mm -hmm. Is it it Goop Shop that Gwyneth Paltrow has? Mm -hmm. Goop Shop? A very small, big Trav's opening up a nut hut. Yeah. This smells like my vagina Mm. is a fragrance for her candle. Hey, for all the roasts and everything, is this the smartest thing anybody's ever done? Yes. It's not bad. It's It's pretty damn genius. Um, But we want to do kind of further this sum and kind of figure out. What you got? What do you you come up with? You know. Oh! This smells like my dick uh, with Travis Terrell. Seems like somebody modified that photo. I mean, it's just adjusted just a little bit. Okay. Looks like you're complicit, Uh. AJ. (laughs) This smells like my dick. Now, we were discussing this. Uh, and I realized, by the way, when you're having this conversation, uh, be careful how you word it, especially to your friend's wife, uh, because you don't want to ask her, hey, What's what yours? would your vagina candle smell oh my like? God. Uh, which Travis stepped into and had to how did you do reverse that? back. What because did you, did I you was say it like that? Did I you said, say it just like that? I think I did. Were oh my God! The, were you smelling the air as you asked it? Yeah, you, I, yeah you I, I did not sniff. I did not waft. Uh, but I was trying to essentially get an idea as to what hers would be because oh I know I couldn't find the white, right way to word it, and I screwed up. And I what was, did your friend say? He was like, "Huh?" He just gave me the ha face, and I was like, "Yeah, I just heard the words come out of my mouth, but and that wasn't seen what that I was trying to before, ask." Right? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's like, hmm. so, but what I was trying to ask is that if you could come up with any ingredients. That would best describe your crotchal region. Okay. What would it be? Yeah. I again did not come up with the correct wording, but yeah. that was the point. La- yesterday off the air, we were discussing. Hey man, if your dick smelled like a candle, what would be your dick candle? Sage, mint, and tea tree oil. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that Chris? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. I, I like definitely that. have menthol. Oh God. Mm-hmm. When you pee, do you smell menthol? Mm-mm. Not okay. right now, especially because I got a heck. I was discussing. Jesus I was discussing Christ. this with uh, the dietitian against diets yesterday. I uh-huh. said, "Hey, why does sometimes when you drink coffee, you you just and pee, it smells like you're just sending the whole cup right back out?" Uh-huh. She goes, "Hmm, probably because you're already too dehydrated, and then it dehydrates you more, and it's a natural diuretic." Oh, that's not good. So yeah, because yeah. I do smell that. <laughs> there you go. So uh, mine's gonna have like uh, menthol, <coughs> lavender. Uh, Maybe the Havana. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, from Snappy Big. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd add a couple more. I'd have to figure that out. Uh, but I asked Travis to come up with five ingredients okay. for what his candle 
would smell like. And then maybe we can find a way to put these all in a blender and then light it on fire. Okay. And see how it smells. All right. Okay. So do you remember what your ingredients were? Uh, I do. I believe the first ingredient was uh, Dr. Pepper, uh -huh. uh, Dorito spicy nachos, uh -huh. uh, cocoa butter. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, you had White Castle sliders. Uh -huh. uh, and then finally, uh, basketball shorts that I used as underwear. I think we should just put that in a nice little blender. <laughs> Mix that all together. You know, I was looking for pictures yesterday, and I started craving White Castle in no, the middle there of you it. Go. No, no, no. So, yeah, that's probably what's going into uh, this candle smells like. I like the Travis basketball Day. shorts as underwear. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that smells like with cocoa oh, butter. No. Something to think about, though. But it is. is. So does it get orange from your Dorito fingers? Probably a little dusting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that would probably be it. I'm looking forward to that. Trace set. residue. You smell that in your house. Travis has been in your home. Well, I like Dr. Pepper. But isn't that weird, yeah, though? You can walk into somebody's house. Soda. Walk into somebody's house. My husband's dick in here. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a tough one to handle. I'm going to cough now. <laughs> now, looking at this, uh, yesterday oh. we spent three-fourths of the show talking about Magic Eye posters yeah. um, from uh, the 90s in doctor's offices. Uh, we did do a poll if you guys want the results of that. Yeah. I don't, I don't, okay. do, you have them? do you have them, Garner? I don't have the poll, Okay. No. Uh, could you actually see the object in Magic Eye posters in the 90s is the question. Uh, here we go. Your answers: Yes, I have superpowers. No, I'm honest. Forty-six percent. Yes, I have superpowers. Fifty-four percent couldn't see them. That's a fair amount of people that didn't see them. Oh that boy, a lot that's of a magic that didn't eye. See it. Oh shit, I'm not looking at that. This is apparently a Captain Marvel one. Oh, Are I you serious? I ain't looking at that. Guy. I'm crossing my eyes. No, I ain't looking at that. I ain't getting no having a seizure. It's supposed to be Captain Marvel. I don't see literally anything. I got nothing. I tried. I wanted to put one up on the screen and then uh, have Travis look at it on the screen and then I was going to flip it to like a gross picture while he had his like nose on the That's screen. That's fucking gross. Mm, that'd be funny. I was thinking about that. while I was laughing by myself smoking on the street yesterday thinking about that. Good for you. Man. I didn't look psycho at all. Not at all. Uh... Well, congrats to all of you who can see Magic Eyes. Again, thank you to Snappy was, Bigman for the great call. Yeah. It was 54% said no, they couldn't. Right. I believe it, man. Those things were hard. Everybody I talked to yesterday about it when we were off air, they were like, we didn't see, we couldn't see shit forever. Yeah. And so I think a lot of kids were liars. I think a lot of kids probably were out there. Yeah, they, I think it maybe was a psychological experiment by the United States government mm -hmm. to see what we're willing to lie about in regards to what we think we saw. And then, of course, they applied that to the 2016 election, and then we just completely just made it up. That sounds reasonable and yeah. fair and mm -hmm. probably true. Yeah. Um, so we've got a conversation to jump to. It's mm -hmm. myself and Ian Fidance, a comic. Uh, you can catch him on The Real OG with uh, Tracy Morgan coming up. It's on, uh, I believe it's on Hulu. Uh, is that right? Hulu or Netflix? Which one? I can't remember which one. Yeah, The Real OG on whatever streaming service. He's on there. He tours. He's done uh, writing work for Crank Yankers. He's on You Up with Nikki Glaser every week on Sirius XM. He uh, does a lot of great work, and he's extremely funny. So I was very happy to talk to him, and our friend Mia hooked it up as far as the interview goes. Uh, big shout-out to Ian Fidance. Uh, real quick, what do you guys think of this tweet? 
Um, this isn't from Ian. I just wanted to share it with you guys and get your reaction. People are against transphobia and fat shaming, but for some reason you can talk all the shit you want about trans fats. Ah. <laughs> that was funny. I nice wordplay. Shout out to uh, the real Nick Davis okay. on that one. Well, that's uh, not bad. Let's throw it to uh, Ian Fidance, one-on-one with yours truly. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> B-roll. This is my, uh, my hanky. Dude, that's awesome. My grandpa had those. We'd that My grandpa I, had a hanky. That's where I got it from. I'm but he, serious. He would use a white one. He would use a white that's one. Bold. I'm like, well, your boogies are everywhere. Yeah. You're, you're so I used, but my dad uh, used bandanas, so I combined the two. Nice. Because they're both dead. Oh, okay. So uh, they live on in my hankies. <laughs> you attribute to them every single time. Put that in there. So you had an interaction with somebody after the show. We got to just jump into that. It's I've been we we've been driving around for a little bit for some context yes. and like we're obviously we've been basically arranged to be friends by uh, the great Mia Jackson. Yes, uh, but we've been we've been a little mum on our conversation. Now we can open up and yes. kind of get into it. So um, David Tell sold out show. You're the feature. It's a co. It's like he's treating you like a, it's like co headline thing. Almost. I mean, I, I get mean, it. It's a David he, Tell show, but he's, he's putting the you on, kindest, man. sweetest yeah. man, and has been so giving uh, and incredible to me um, to really like kind of take me under his wing, and right. he really. And, and not just me, like anyone that opens for him, he treats them as if, you know, they are on his level of like, you know, right. like he's just so kind at like uh, pulling people up with him. You know what I mean? I do. And that's like, you have to have that. Even like you could have a bit of an ego too. Like you have a, you have a following, you have great mm -hmm. credits, you're funny. Mm -hmm. You could be out and just be like, ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hit the road. And you, and you do. And mm -hmm. I'm sure there will be a point where it's like, eh, it won't make sense for you to feature mm -hmm. for a tell anymore. But for you to be able to jump in on that and for him to, for whatever reason, level you up. Like, that's huge. Yeah, you yeah. It's, and you'll it's do it crazy. for people. Without a doubt, of course. And he's truly, like, taught me, like, how to act, you know, just, like, with class, you know. And, like, um, people I, freak out about him. Totally. Yeah. People freak out. And, and I think that's why we get along so well is because I um, never, like, fanboyed out, even yeah. though, like, you know, I used to be a carpenter in Delaware, and I used to hang sheetrock and put on his albums, and me and all the carpenters would laugh. We'd put on, like, Steve Martin, Mitch Hedberg, uh, Attell, you know. Yeah. Um, I put on Mike Big Berbiglia, and they were like, well, this is good, but it ain't really for me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And, I love uh, that people talk like that in Delaware too. Yeah, like, I mean, I feel dude, like that it, would be like a stereotypical Missouri. Accent. No, like, yeah. dude, there, there's a real hick part that's of wild. Delaware. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Is there, who's who's famous from Delaware? Like, who should we? Joe know? Biden. Okay, don't ask me. Of course, yeah, yeah. that's the big one. Mm -hmm. yeah. Old popcorn. The old popcorn. Remember that? <laughs> what? Everybody, What's going on everybody thought he was a liar, <laughs> and they're like, there are no gangs in Delaware. He made that story up. It's like Delaware is so fucking dangerous. There was like. <laughs> So much racial yeah. tension. There was without, there's so many gangs in Delaware. I used to live next to a woman whose husband, ex husband, was a leader of the Thunder Guard, which was uh, the black motorcycle gang. No shit. And I used to live with an ex pagan. No. He was shit. ahead of the meth distribution in Lower Delaware for the pagans. <laughs> there's so many gangs in Delaware. There's like the East Side Boys, like the Riverside Kings, and everything. 
So everyone's like, Delaware, oh, he's a liar. It's like, without a doubt, he was popping around with popcorn, you know? Right, and he's just casually kind of mentioning it now. But yeah, like, but I mean, no, like, the, is, his story was, like, so ridiculous. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's like, I used to have uh, uh, hairless legs and popcorn had a knife. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> Feel my leg. Yeah, remember that? He was like, <laughs> I was like a dolphin. <laughs> it's like, dude, Joe, you're dude, losing it. You have to be a certain level of intelligence to reach the heights he's reached, right? You, yeah. We, we can agree without on that. Without a problem. doubt. What the hell is he saying half oh, the time? And he's a professional order. Like, you should have your, your talking point or whatever. Dude, I cannot imagine what it must be like to be in the public eye for your entire life and be like a well his he was like mr foreign policy yeah and then like now where everything you say is under a microscope i can't imagine building your career on being like an off-the-cuff grandpa no, and then no. now everything is second guess and so like you have to be talking while at the same time being like, should I say this? Is this right? Da, da, da. And he's still trying to be like, I'm just a tell like it is grandpa. And like, well, stop sniffing my hair. He's like, it's just, it's familial. <laughs> go, back know? The, go back to the set. Man. It, stop doing crowd work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so get off the riff. <laughs> you're, you're, you're falling off the surfboard. The riff waves <laughs> over, pal. Go into what works. <laughs> no shit. I didn't know. Okay, so. Purposely, I kind of stayed away from just doing a ton of research on uh -huh. Mia says, have him in. I see that you're so legit. You've got all kinds of good things going on. Uh, but you. growing up in Delaware yeah. and doing construction, I actually like that quite a bit. You Comics are, for the most part in my experience, super easy to talk to. You have a good time. Mm -hmm. Everybody... Because you can get humbled pretty quick, right? On oh, stage, you yeah. take so many fucking punches to the face. Oh, um, you have to. You, That's but how you get better. It is, too. You but know? for you to have that blue-collar background, too, I like that. Man. Oh, That's, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I grew up, you know, um, incredibly, like, blue-collar, like, piss and vinegar, you know. my. It's funny, man. Me, like, me and my mom, it was just me and my mom since I was, like, eight. And we oh, had, like, shit. the smallest house out of everyone. But my house is, like, the house everyone went to. Cause my mom would like fry up chicken for everyone Very and we'd nice. like hang out. And I always, cause it was just me and my mom, you know, and I always kind of wanted like a fan, like, you know, like the family I was all whatever, but it was like, I always kind of wanted like a family environment for my mom. So she wouldn't be like, you know, alone right. me going out. It was like, well, why don't we bring it home? So my mom will have people around too, you know, that my mom was a good so time great. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my mom's great. <laughs> so like, it was so funny just like, you know, cause she, she, uh, you know, worked really hard to put me in like, you know, good schools and everything. And everyone else is driving like, you know, these like cars and I'm like this beat up Toyota Camry and everything. But my, it was like the car we all drove in. Right. Cause I also used to drive reckless to like impress my friends. <laughs> A comic that drove reckless. Oh dude, I got my license car. and, uh, I would like drive so slow. And, and I always told my friends, they lived like, they lived in kind of like Westchester, this like area Glen yeah, Mills. Yeah. I was like, when I get my license, I'm going to pick you up. So I did. And I'm like, try, you know, like t 12 and, or, or like two and nine or yeah, whatever, yeah, 12 two and, and two. 10, 12 10 and two, two. It's yeah, six yeah. o'clock, you know, and, and I'm driving and I'm driving the speed limit. And they're like, what the fuck, man? Gun it. We're, we're on an open road. Oh, no. And so yeah. because of them, I just got so reckless and I'd like hit trash cans and like make them laugh and everything, you know? That was, man, I don't know if it was just because the internet hadn't taken off and we didn't have smartphones yet, but like. That was, I grew up in rural Missouri, like yes. an hour south of here. So like, yes. that was a, like knocking shit over. Yes. We were just like, hey, do you want to just go tear some shit up? Oh my um, God. Smashing we, mailboxes. No You'll no, never yeah. find more joy in just teeing up a mailbox. How about, a, how about a dumbass getting out and like 
sidekicking one, like karate. Oh style yeah, sidekicking yeah, one. we would do that. What the the big you know the God Code we found to fun was uh, after. Uh, the night after Thanksgiving, you go around and you find people that still have pumpkins left up. Yeah. And it's a two for one. You yep. go, you steal the pumpkin, then you throw the pumpkin into a mailbox. Perfect. And the, the statute of limitations is long enough that I can it's, talk about this. I think this, so. You know? we, we probably both. But it was like, that, yeah. you know, just kind of that style. It was like, what do you do before you find alcohol? <laughs> you know? I, did Jackass make us do this? I wonder. We were doing it before Jackass, yeah. but then Jackass did it and Amplified it was like, it. well, now we got to step up our game. We had know? this, we, they, did we had this stupid thing we would do i was like 14 riding around with like 16 year olds we would put a giant cup on our car and slowly drive through like a walmart parking lot mm -hmm. and just make people like hey, you have a cup on your car and we thought Hilarious. it was the best thing in the fucking world and then yeah, jackass yeah. goes and puts a fake baby on oh top of their car. yeah like, that's right. right they leveled it up they i know they it. really yeah. stepped it up jesus so okay so you've been in the northeast your whole life yeah, I grew up in Delaware, and you know, I was. It, it's like so weird about being like a full time comic because I've I've always had like m m tons of jobs, like Probably multiple jobs at a time. Right. And then like when you have this, you're basically like a freelance, you know. And it's yeah. like you just have all this time to like. I'm so used to being like, be here, do this. Here's a task. Here's a thing, you know. And then you just do all this on your own. Like I'm so lost, <laughs> you know. But like growing up, I I think like with that work ethic is really. Yeah helped um you know my comedy and everything and also to, to humble me and know you know i'm not shit <laughs> that you know? that would be the thing i would probably think would be the most important at least for long-term success right yeah. because you can get caught up in these things if you get you have one big show then you're going to turn around and you're going to do a bar show mm -hmm. in new york. i mean especially in new york like oh, it's yeah. not going to go that great or, without or, a doubt yeah but i i like can't learn. let that kill you though it was funny because when i started comedy i was i was uh uh, working for a construction company, getting people to sign up for free construction estimates, going door to door. Yeah. In the town I grew up in, I was living in a halfway house at the time, yeah. and it was the most humbling thing ever because I would, you know, I, I moved to New York at 18, then I moved back in 2008, and then I had, I was there for like four years, I moved back for comedy, but in, in the interim, I had all these jobs, and I was like doing this door to door thing, and I would go to like people's houses where I like knew their kids right. and they answered the door and be like, Ian, yeah, what are you doing? And I'm oh. like, oh, I'm just helping out a friend. I'm a, I'm a doctor and a lawyer, but this is just volunteer work. I'm a good person. <laughs> right, they're like, oh, right. my son's getting married and living a happy life. And I'm like, oh, I was married to vodka, <laughs> you know? And then I, I, I had to get rejected all the time. Yeah. You know, you're, you're getting yelled at, get off my lawn. People are pulling guns or calling the cops. You're like, you know, get it, you're a professional liar trying to get people to sign up for this thing so you can yeah. get commission, you know? Right. So you're like thinking off the top of your head and you're getting rejected and you're trying to turn the no into a yes, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And you got to leave it at that house, go to the next house. And I started comedy. So I was like, oh, this is just like getting rejected. I'm so used to that. Yeah. This doesn't matter, you know? It doesn't at all. Yeah. That's fucking wild, man. So, okay. So back it up, I guess, a little bit. I, I glazed over it. You lost your father when you were eight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm guessing that's, I mean, that plays a huge part in growing up. I mean, well, that's... yeah, without a doubt. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a thing. It's so massively traumatic um, I, that I... you compartmentalize it to the point where you you use other things to... It, my, our, our mentality was always like, it could always be worse. We're so lucky. It's yeah. It could always be, you know, as a way of not dealing with it. So I, like, had that in me for, like, decades 
and then like it you know it all spills out in the end yeah and it really did and uh i'm just really fortunate that i've put myself in a place with um therapy and everything to work on it so that it no longer um rules and controls my life yeah I you mean, know because that was very much um kind of puppet strings that were uh kind of pulling me around and getting in the way of me being like a fully formed functioning adult in human. society yeah, i can imagine man and then too you, you mentioned vodka i mean just probably turning to that I mean, that had to have a huge what what age did you start drinking um why am i first drink when i was in like seventh grade and uh, my friends got me drunk on New Year's, and I went back home and tried to fight my stepdad. Oh, And okay. uh, I just, like, threw myself at him like a spider monkey. And I don't know if it was, like, out of anger, just me, like, making him hug me. <laughs> you know? I don't know if it was, like, right. twofold, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, like, immediately off the bat, bat, like, alcohol was, like, it was, like, the solution and uh, cause of all my problems. Right. You know, like, it was just such a good thing to find something to make me feel good that could finally let me emote. I can only imagine, yeah. man. Yeah. But, um, you know, and that, you know, uh, was a thing I just had to go through. And I'm so grateful for it today because, you know, it it's a thing of like for years, I, I've really kind of learned that everything that's happened to me in life, I can I can let it rule me and I can let it tear me down or I can be so grateful for it that it's turned me into who I am. And I love myself today and I'm happy with who I am and I'm grateful for those things. And I um, am am happy that I, I'm the person I am today, and I wouldn't be if these things didn't happen. And for me to look on it and wishing it didn't happen is going to get me nowhere. So uh, either you're a fucking great actor, or you've got your shit together, man. That's really yeah. that's very comforting to hear. Too. Yeah, like, that's a very confident statement, man. Yeah, it's, uh, congratulations. Thanks, man. Well, yeah, you but... know, it's it's taken a, a lot of work, and the work's not over. And I it's it's a battle every day. But that making that choice of of Living in positivity rather than negativity is is really right. something that once I kind of flick that switch, I've I've found that's kind of like the key to not only succeeding, but just like succeeding in my personal life. It's it's a thing of like you know everyone defines success in a different way, but like really I have to stay small and like my definition of success and happiness is that if I can wake up, not put a substance in my body and do something that truly makes me happy and survive that way, then that's, that to me is success. I don't need like the thing of like, well, I want that. It'll all come. And if it does, it's just icing on the cake. But for me to be able to like, just be content. Yeah. And it takes a lot of work. Some days I'm not, some days I'm like, I want that thing. I may, 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 but yeah. it, the, the overriding thing is, is just to, Bring it back down and be like, dude, you're doing something you never thought you'd be able to do. You should be dead 10 times over. You're sure. not. And you have the ability to make other people's days better. What more could I want in life? That's a you great know? way to look at it, too. And the fact that you, it feels like, I mean, you're on tour with David Tell. That's yeah. a great sober buddy. To totally. Have, right? or, and example, too. You're like, Without a doubt. This doesn't, like, it, his career has just continue to skyrocket his craft he's you know considered you know mount rushmore comics without a doubt man what so aside from dave or you know dave too who else has kind of been your sober i don't know i there's so many great comics that mm -hmm. i'm sure you're around a lot that are yeah. sober i mean who do you lean on who's well, you know, set, Nikki's set sober. Nikki Nikki's Blazer, been yeah. an incredible um yeah. friend to me and um you know she doesn't drink and um you know, it's funny, man, you find these people and I'm so drawn to people that are fucked up. And, you know, I used to be a teacher and, and I taught in like inner city schools 
And I did so well with the kids that were complete fucking nightmares, you know. Like they, you like the closer, like they send them to you when nobody else can. Yeah, I, I taught at a school yeah. in Brownsville where it was like they you had to go there if you spent time in like you know juvenile detention or got kicked out of these. It was like a last chance school, yeah. and I like loved it because it was very much like I'm fucked up. These kids are fucked up. We have that in common. Let's work from there. Like I, I very much am drawn to people that are. Not f actively fuck-ups, yeah. but past fuck-ups that are working on right. being better. And I really am fortunate that I found a community of people that, you know, we can just sit down and immediately get into, like, what's going on? How do we make it better? You know, and I've really found the power in a phone call. Yeah. You know, like, get, getting up, getting out, stop feeling sorry for yourself, go to a coffee shop, walk around and call a friend on the way who's like going through the same thing or like right. someone who's sober. Even I've started to reconnect with like old friends. Cause I had this like mentality of like, you just got to do comedy and you know, you lose all your friends and this is what it yeah. is. And like growing up where you grew up, you probably had some pretty decent relationships too. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I was always a thing of like get close to someone and then I leave. So I'm in charge of the mm. disintegration. Right. I'm in charge of abandoning. So yeah. I don't get a ban You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> It's, it's, I'm really fortunate that all the people in my life are very kind and loving. And I have a lot of friendships that you can like not hang out or talk to. And then you reconnect and it's like, oh, we picked up where we left off. There's no the resentment. Yeah. I get it. You get it, you know, and that, and I found the power in going, well, what's up with you? Instead of being like me, 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 you know, like. Cause I'm obsessed with myself all the sure. time, and I got be. that thing in my head that's yeah. like, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you have to do this, and and for me to be like, what's up with you? Let me listen, even if I'm still obsessing while <laughs> right. you're talking, Internally, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that's helped out so much, you know, and I'm so people happy. I have, I have people that. Um, you're probably a totally different person. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. You know, it's like so weird to look back and like, you know. Um, be like who was that guy like wow you know and like looking back at like a childhood picture and like being a buddy to that kid you yeah. know that was like so hard for a while and that's like you know just so like amazing like being the friend to yourself that you never had is yeah. something i've like really tried to work on that's helped out a lot whoever man you're doing some good things that's i'm that, trying you sound, man it sounds i fall like you, short like... but every day i fucking you know try and then you know that's where it's at though and you're in the right line of work for your personality too though, yeah and like you get to go out there and just take big cuts you know yeah. what i mean it's like you know what i may fail but we're gonna take yeah a, we're take some risks yeah i may you know knock on a door and and have them call the police but the right. next the next door they'll believe the lie exactly. you know <laughs> they'll sign up and they'll get that little check oh that's good man yeah. i love the commission part okay so we're talking some good stuff, negativity in St. Louis. I need to hear about this. Oh, so my, like, let's, God. Let's break, oh it down. my God. Let's break it down. Okay. Let's break it down. All so, right. So, I, so, first of all, St. Louis, people are pretty fucking cool here, like for the most part, mm -hmm. like especially a comic coming in from New York that's, it, like it or not, associated with David Tell. Yeah. People should, for the most part, be really excited to also see people, and talk to people, you. People, I mean, Dave's crowds are the best. Yeah. They come out to laugh. They get jokes. They get comedy. They love drinking. They have a good time. His crowds are just incredible. And, um, you know, it, opening for him has just helped me so much become such a better comic. And, like, especially working the cellar all the time. Like, that place makes you fucking... 
you either sink or swim and you, you fucking step up or whatever. And, and I always want to be better because I'm surrounded by so many great people. Is there a better know? comedy club in the world? No. It's the best. You know, yeah. and um, it's, it's just, you know, you, you want to be better. You want to be good, obviously for yourself, but like you want to step up and, and um, being with him is, I mean, it's a masterclass every night, sure. you know, and, and also we get along so well. So it's like, it, it's just a, a really great fit and I'm, I'm really lucky and, his crowds are so great and it really lets me kind of like just explode and be myself. And, uh, you know, they're there for him. And, and as like a byproduct, I get a lot of spillover from people digging him and then they dig me and, you know, but he's um, confident in you that they will do that. He's not bringing somebody with, him Oh, that, without that's not a doubt. Have, so yeah. that's a little like chicken. No, I mean, obviously it's going to help with him, but man, if you weren't able to fulfill that, mm -hmm. that spot and the, what's required of right. a guy that's you know featuring yeah. for david tell yeah that's a, that's a, a very nice feather in your cap too without a doubt and yeah. i mean that's like a, a wild credit in and of itself you know sure. and um it's it's just you know I, i'm i'm incredibly incredibly fortunate i really am and, and that's not lost on me and i had to also realize that uh none of this would happen if i wasn't sober that's a, and what that's a great what I mindset to keep man. at yeah. the forefront of my my mind i'm yeah. living on borrowed time i might as well enjoy it you know that's the truth and um you know i i love his crowds and they're they're so great and it, and it's always funny because people are like man you know i always get so nervous about the opener but you were great and i'm like hey <laughs> thanks for that weird compliment that's a you really know? strange thing yeah yeah well, and then you too you get like um like i'm sure it's interesting too because i'm sure there's clubs with certain headliners maybe they're a little fast and loose with the, who they have opening mm -hmm. but like you got our friends Rafe and Tina on there. Like, oh my that, god, like, dude! I cannot wait them. for Rafe's album to come out. Yeah, he's comes doing... out I think like in two weeks. That's Young a, Grandpa, eight hundred pound Gorilla Records. Is yeah, a big deal, man. Yeah, yeah. If Rafe. So we've known him for, I guess, four. And years Tina's or great so. too, man. It's so funny. Very funny. You do, very you, funny. You're on the road and you're at so many places, and you know, sometimes the, the support acts, you know, they're they're young, whatever. I was the same way. I started yeah. out as a host, and I was so terrible. The, the DJ at the first club I hosted at was like, you got hired here because of yourself. I don't know what the fuck that was on stage, but you better find who you are. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, I was, yeah. I was crying in a Wawa. Oh, good. And, good. Uh, you know, so I totally get it. But yeah. like to have comics that are like, and again, like, dude, Tina's killing it. And then Rafe goes up and I'm like, I better step up or, or like, I'm going to be fucked. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. want the fucking, no offense. I don't want the hosting guest spot to, to bury me. Right. I'm going to fucking kick him in the dick and yeah. make him fucking, you know, really ramp him up, you know. <laughs> but on your on your mindset, that's the only way to be. Don't be that guy that's going to be like, hey, if you're doing this guy's spot, cut this joke. Don't say this. Don't Ugh, do that. No. Fuck those people. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I talk about being sober and Rafe was like, oh, I have sober stuff. I won't do it. I was like, no, fucking do it. And I'll show him why it's different. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's, don't fucking that's... insult me like that, asshole. <laughs> Buy his album, Young Grandpa. Oh, young Grandpa. <laughs> God, but no, it's been yeah. great, man. His, his crowds are great. And yeah. it's it's so fun. And uh, you do the meet and greet with him after. Yeah, yeah, he's so he's so kind. He really includes me. We have a poster that that we got made. That's both he and I. It's a cartoon. We're both smoking cigarettes. It has our name in it, and uh, people love it. And everyone, you know, has me sign it as well, which is like so. He doesn't have to include me, right? And he does, and that's in. It's not lost on me, you know. And um, he also has a shirt. Dave's old porn. Yep. And it has a legendary porn star Seika, and then covering her tits is Dave on a couch. 
And, uh, you know, people love the shirt. We actually sold out, and, and people have him sign it. And, again, he's so kind. He goes, oh, Ian, sign it. Or sometimes people go, hey, will you sign it too? And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, this is great. You know. Absolutely. So last night, you know, we're, we're going through the line. I'm signing, whatever, whatever. And then uh, I get a barrage of tweets at, like, 4 a.m. from a guy who's uh, so angry that I signed his shirt. And we go back and forth, and, um, you know, at, at, at one point, like, he was so angry off the jump that, and I'm, very, I'm, I try to be, like, understanding and, like, cool, and yeah. if he was like, hey, listen, you, I didn't, I love Dave, and I wanted it to be a Dave thing, and you signed it, it's kind of, I would have been like, dude, I'll buy a shirt and send it to you, I'll Dave get Dave sign to sign it, it. Yeah. I'm so sorry, whatever, but he was such a dickhead that I, like, couldn't help but be so happy I ruined his shirt. Right. <laughs> And uh, he, yeah. like, uh, you know, I interacted with him on Twitter. And, and I never do. I never give in to trolls. I never would. And if I, if I do, I always, like, make it a joke or, like, am nice or whatever. I right. never give in to that, like, negativity. But this guy, like, caught me on a whatever. And uh, he – so I, I talk I'm, – I'm working on material about um, losing my dad and how that – affected me as a child to make everything about like death you know when you're supposed to be like a kid enjoying like play and i just yeah. bring everything to like a dark place or whatever so uh i did that joke crushed and uh i he he goes i know it killed your father it was watching your act mm. and i was like all right faggot uh you know where i'm gonna be i'm gonna be at the club Stop whining online, come out, and if you really got a problem, we'll fix it at the club. And then he started to, like, make these, like, weird jokes or whatever. I was like, well, I guess it's done. And I got so angry that I wanted to take the money from the shirt and burn it on a video. Yeah. Or, like, you know, just, like, rip it up and be like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'd love to give you back your money. Oh, what's this? <laughs> I burned it. Boo-hoo. Suck my dick. <laughs> you know. Does that feed in? Is that what he ultimately wants, though? I wonder. I think so. Is he, is but, he jerking but so it to then your like, responses? Do you so have then the... like, so his tweets were like really like fucking whatever, and and it's funny because like he 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 like commented on a thread that he like found or whatever, and um. You want to read them? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I want to read the. Tw oh, oh my god! Oh my comments. god! Oh my god! So his page, his only tweets are complaints to companies about products. See, this was he goes happening. the his last tweet besides tweeting hate at me yeah. was December tenth, twenty fifteen. Okay. So this guy came out of Twitter retirement <laughs> to express his hey, abject hatred for me putting my name on a shirt. He put the four five on his back like so Jordan. much joy. That it stuck in his crawl so much, he's yeah. like, I'm going to reactivate Twitter. He had to download the app. So his last tweet was, the flex steel furniture we purchased is pilling and falling apart less than a year after purchase. Hashtag flesh steel. Hashtag outrage. Hashtag disappointed. So I retweeted that. And then his tweet before that was a tweet about uh, to Al Jazeera about terrorism. Oh, boy. And then those were his uh, only tweets. And uh, then, okay, so the Twitter thing is like, whatever, I think it's over. Oh, yeah, and he kept calling me like a talentless hack. And then um, he, uh, oh, his, his first tweet to me was, um, hey, asshat, 
Try asking before you autograph a Tells merch. You somehow managed to slap your name on a shirt my wife purchased for my birthday. We didn't go to, to the show to see opening hacks. And I go, ha 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 ha, happy birthday, dickhead. And he goes, you too, you talentless hack. You know what I think killed your father? Watching oh, your act. Oh my God. And I go, good one, faggot. Next time, don't drink so much at the show. I suck dick, so I can say it. <laughs> D don't drink so much at the show and stand up for yourself if a talentless hack is signing your dumb shirt. He goes, I didn't drink. I was too busy praising the talent when some clueless dipshit snatched the opportunity to sign his name somewhere it wasn't requested. So he's really, yeah, really yeah. into David Tell. Yeah. So I go, maybe if you weren't sucking Attell's dick, you would have noticed my grubby little hands all over your precious shirt. And I go, listen, you know where I'll be tomorrow? Instead of whining on the internet, show up to the club and complain in person. Otherwise, go sleep in your shirt with my name on it. <laughs> So then, I like that part. So then, just I'm like, ah, whatever, it's over. So then he goes on my Facebook and starts a fucking storm. He's straight up. So I posted like a picture of like, hey, excited to be healing, whatever. And uh, he found, and it was like a public post, and he found that. Okay. At 6 a.m., he goes, and, and he's writing this to me, and he's doing it like he's writing it to management. He goes, My friends and I just got home from the Dave Attell show. All my, caps. All caps. My wife purchased one of Dave's old porn t-shirts for my birthday because the shirt combines my two obsessions, Dave and Seika. Dave Attell is his obsession, and an old porn star is also his obsession. Imagine our disappointment when we got home and discovered that you also signed my shirt. Like, I'm just imagining him going home and being like, I can't wait to wear my shirt. Dave Attell and only Dave Attell have signed my shirt. And then just looking at it and just sobbing when he sees my name. Okay. He goes, did it even cross your talentless mind to ask if I wanted you to autograph my shirt? All caps following two paragraphs. Newsflash, asshole! We didn't go to see hack openers. So thanks a lot. So thanks a shitload, Ian. Learn some goddamn manners and self-awareness for Christ's sake. Congrats! Thanks to you, I now have to Google how to remove white marker from a black cotton t-shirt. One second, like, literally, like, take the, the nice approach. Shoot a DM. Say, hey, can I maybe get Dude, a different again, one? again, if what he was like, a grown man needs hey, an autograph. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I said, truly it was an accident misunderstanding. But this tirade makes me so happy imagining you angrily Googling how to erase my dumb name off your stupid shirt. Ha 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 And he goes, you're as witty as you are self-aware. What does it feel like to know your career peaked on this tour? Oh, and I said, almost as good as knowing you'll never get my name off your shirt. <laughs> Fitting into that, Woo! man. What it ain't over. It ain't over. Is he coming tonight, you think? Well, the next post. Oh, we've more. He said, jokes on you, fugly. It was easier getting your chicken scratch off the shirt than it was getting your stupid face out of our photos. He had a picture with us that I was in that he then photoshopped me out of and posted. That's how angry... This made him. Was that? Is that he went to Photoshop 
and and took me out of a photo of him with Dave. Are you sure? So I hope to cry. Dude, I need to see this. And it, it is just mwah, delicious. This is amazing. Yes. It ha there has to be like just that soft gray kind of discoloration where you were. There's no way he did a good Photoshop, Photoshop job on it. And he's going to have to wear the shirt knowing my name's on it for that the rest of his me. life. He, he may have washed it out, but you're, you're in his brain for forever. That's, oh, that my God. tattooed on him. That's, that's incredible. Like, that's a story you'll tell 40 years from now. I like, might read it on stage. I think you should. I mean, that that I'm guy. Gonna I'm going to send you. I'll clip that up. We'll send oh, it to please. you. The, the close-up and everything. Dude, he, he, like, just being like, Google. How do I erase talentless hack name from shirt? Right. You know? Your picture pops And it's so up. funny because his tirade about how shitty I am is sandwiched in between people are like, killer, great, love it, brr, 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 you know? And it's like, well, who's self-aware now, asshole? I, I wonder, too. Like, I wonder Newsflash, <laughs> shithead. <laughs> you need to hand him a, a sober card tomorrow. Like, is this is this chemically influenced or is this a chemical imbalance? What is I it? mean, I said Let's to him, I was like, out. maybe if you weren't so drunk, you would have noticed what I was doing. He's like, yeah. I wasn't drinking. It's like, yeah, right. Why are you up at? But also, why am I up that late? Like, you know, I'm a psycho too. You know, so we've your... more in common than he thinks. <laughs> You're gonna turn out he's actually a relative. Mm -hmm. Like that's what what's gonna happen with this. That probably doesn't happen much. Like. People no. are so happy to be at comedy shows. Now, granted, you're going to have your, you know, idiot in X city that's going to Right, and, and also, like, I, I'm aware that people love Dave, and the fact that they include me in, like, getting my name or, like, signing, it's, that's, like, wow, thank you. That Dave, really, so really means a lot, and Dave doesn't have to include me, and, and you know, I, I've said, like, hey, man, we can make a poster with, like, just, people love you, and he goes, no, you're, you're on the show, you're with me, I'm like, wow, you know. Yeah. So it's not loss on me that like, it's almost like a favor every time, you know, and yeah, but I'm very well aware. I can, I can pick up on people and I go, Hey, do you just want a shot with Dave? And they're like, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I'll be like, Hey, do you just want Dave signature? And they're like, some people are like, yeah, like, no, you signed it too. You know? So I'm like aware of that. And I didn't really pick up on this guy, like not wanting me involved, right. you know? But uh, he also could have been his own, like, Dave world, which I, like, totally get, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. But the fact that he took it up, and this is a grown adult, just oh took it God. up and he decided. Not only a grown adult, an old adult. Because I looked it up, and he was in the Air Force in 91. Okay. And so the pettiness in me wanted to be like, hey, man, uh, you made it out through Desert Storm, probably Iraq and Afghanistan, you know. I really hope uh, we go to war with Iran so you can get blown up by a Scud missile, you fucking zilch. Support the troops except for this loser. Except for you. Yeah. You should say that on stage tonight. But but also, like, I didn't post his name. I right. cross it out. And then these bloodthirsty people are like, I'll show, I'll message him. I'm like, I thanks, but no thanks. I want to look and see St. Louis. I mean, it's a it's a major city or whatever, but like it's it's small enough. Like, I want to look this guy up and see if I have mutual friends. Like, that's the first thing I want to do. It'd be like, so and so, tell your cousin to get his shit together when he goes to the comedy to go see comedy. Dude, like, if I want to hang be, out with him. I, I, I want to show we him don't he's have running the phones, errands. The phone running. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? I would. You you should do that. You should have him call into Nikki's show or something. Oh to my god! This. Yeah. I mean, dude, it, it's just like if he had had a modicum of self awareness and been like, "Hey, whatever." Again, I would have gone out of my way to like write that write that wrong. We're talking. You know? well, it's not even a, what a what a fucking what a thought process yeah. for that to even be considered a wrong but, but it it this will fuel me so much <sighs> to be so fucking big and massive and like to the point where like 
He will rue the day yes. when he erased my silver marker name from his shirt. That, and he's going to come back. And here's what he's going to do, because I, I know people like this. wait. He's going to come and see you in five years whenever you're doing a theater or something. Two. And he's going to come up to... Yeah, I got real with that timeline, yeah. didn't I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you come up and you're doing a theater, <laughs> yeah, you got next year's tour. And uh-huh, then you, you crush uh-huh, the clubs, uh-huh. and then you move right yeah, into yeah, theaters. My yeah, bad. Yeah. Uh, he's going to see me on the red carpet. He's going to see that. But this dickhead's going to come yes. in and be like, he's going to be proud that you had this interaction. He's oh like, my God. Remember, uh, you know, buddy? And like, no, you were a fucking asshole oh my that was God. doing that. You know these people, though, don't you? I can't like, that's what they wait. Do. Like, people will say horrific things to people on Twitter, and then they, the person responds, and they're like, oh, hey, big fan. Just oh, well, to say you know, that, that whole thing with Twitter is it's like, strange. you know, and, and I kind of, I feel like I've kind of like understood it in like a weird, like, acceptance Zen way of like, these are people that truly like love comedy. How can you not? It makes you feel good. And they want to be a part of what we are a part of. And right. they see us go back and forth or whatever. And really, they just want to be like, hey, I like you. And they think like insulting you or like whatever is like the way to go, yeah. you know? Or like they want to be like, and also, too, a lot of times people will make, um, not not a lot of times and it, and it used to happen but i've been very vocal about i don't like i will joke about anything in my life I, anything is is on the table to laugh at i can take a hit i can take a shot i love it i love being playful but the one thing i don't like is other people making jokes about my father or my mom those are the two things that are sacred to me to i can talk about list it of jokes i, had I can I, I will fucking knock you out <laughs> Um, I will treat you like I wrote my name on your shirt. (laughs) And, uh, and, and those are those. And when I was younger, I would. And then I've gotten to a point where I'm like, no, that's a boundary I I have. And I hope people respect it. And a lot of times if someone makes a joke, uh, I will message them personally and be like, Hey, look, like everything I'm totally fine with anything, but that's like the one thing. And I really hope you can respect and appreciate that. And I'd, I'd really, it would mean a lot to me if you, if you deleted that comment. Right. And I will say, nine times out of ten, that person is so cool and yeah. so understanding, and it comes out, hey, I'm just really a fan. I didn't know. I really, like, I lost my dad, whatever. And I'm like, Probably hey, we I get yeah, it, yeah. man. That's totally fine, and that's so cool of you to understand and delete that, you know? Because at the end of the day, all these people, they're fucking people. Yeah. They just want to be understood. They want to be they want to be recognized. They want to be acknowledged, you know? And uh, I get that. And it's just a weird way of going about having a connection with someone. And I think that's what we all desire is some form of connection. Absolutely. And, and these I aren't think, things people would just scream if you were standing. No, They're gonna no, take not at all. And press a button. But like yeah. the initial reaction is like anger. The initial reaction is like, you know, like, I want to go back at you. Fuck you. And that's what they want because then it fuels them to get right. more attention. So if you ignore it or play around with it. And then uh, the, the personal message thing when someone crosses a line, I found is like the, the way to go. I don't like to deal with things publicly. I really think like public call out, dealing with things publicly, adding someone is such like a cowardly thing to do because then you're asking for all your boys to jump in. Well, you're not really doing it for the for the core reason, are you? Exactly. You have you have yeah. to look at, at your intention. What is your intention with this? If your intention is to truly squash this, handle it privately and work it out as adults. If your intention is to make a showcase and be like, I'm right because more people like my kind. It's like, well, you you're fucking you stink. Right. Yeah. You know, it, you're, you're fucking stupid. On the on the boundary line, like, I like that you're comfortable saying that. I like that you've realized that. I'm trying to think. 
and I'm sure you've done your fair share of roast shows, and they don't fucking matter at the mm-hmm. end of the day anyway. If it is a roast show or something, are your panelists on you know the roast of whatever mm-hmm. in the future? Which I mean, you've mm-hmm. tied in with Nikki. You're gonna. Yeah. Be, I'm sure you've written for yeah. a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, w- is that a line? Is that something? And again, we're talking about hokey. Even roast battle on right. Comedy Central, which I love, mm-hmm. it's a hokey version. That, it's not that is stand-up. that is a thing, and and I I had to learn that by allowing it to be joked about. <clears throat> in a way, the because I used to do the roast battles, and it actually kind of really helped me address these things because they're brought up and if i react in a hurt way it's not funny right and i'm always funny first i'm always do whatever you can do to best serve the joke do whatever you can do to heighten the laugh to Mm -hmm. to make the funny work and the feelings are put on the back burner so in dealing with these topics of someone making a brutal joke about my father at the time, that is what I needed to do to face it, to deal with it and, and to go, wow, this is a thing I've, I've actually never really dealt with. This is a thing that just got brought up and I dealt with it in a deflected what, whatever, like humor as armor way. Now let's take this and deal with this in a personal way and address it in a way that you've never, because it was something I never talked about. I never even, you know, I would just almost like, act like it didn't even have you know it, whatever but having jokes and humor be a thing to bring it to the forefront was so important and then i found the power in not joking about it and dealing with it personally and i really you know i talk about a lot of personal stuff but i i really try to have like specific boundaries of um you know stuff just for me and i feel like um even in like the jokes i'm making now about it i feel like i'm trying to deal with it in a way of like what it was like not even like i never want him to be a joke i never want that to be a joke i want the joke to be not even the joke but just the experience finding the funny in the experience of the truth of losing a adult as a child and how that affects you throughout your life sets a chart charts a course you know absolutely man yeah for you to tackle that too, that's uh, that's impressive. It's taken well, twenty-seven man. goddamn years. Right, you know, yeah. I mean, my my dad's death is older than the chicks I end up banging. It's crazy. Good for you. You man. know, it's, yeah. yeah, it's fucking wild. <laughs> so you have a pretty diverse background, from what I did see, as far as like you've got some writing credits. Yeah, doing the po- broadcast stuff. You said you go on uh, uh, you up uh, what once a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah one, like once that. or twice a week. And then Done your own podcast. Sam every other every, every couple of weeks in yeah. the Bennington show, which is great, you know. And then I, I do a ton of podcasts, which is great. I I mean, my, my mom called me lips when I was younger because I couldn't shut the fuck up. So it's nice I'm finally being able to fucking that you can make it worth my while it, yeah. and live off of it. Is that, <laughs> especially in New York where you can go do 10 things like that on a on a high level yeah. where you're not like just kind of wasting your time. But I mean, is that just the new normal for a comic trying to just blow the fuck up? You doing doing having twenty I things guess, that you're good at? I guess, man. I I guess like I, I'm just trying to figure it out for myself, and I'm I'm fortunate enough to be able to m- make a living as like a New York City comic, which is like crazy. You I'm know? sure. And um, that in and of itself is, you know, I'm just trying to. I, I can't, I can't think about my future past my, uh, you know, um, almost like six month avails. <laughs> 
you know, I can't even think about like, what's yeah. your life going to be like when you're four? I'm like, I'm fucking blowing my head off. I just got to think about June. Yeah. We got, we got Phoenix. Yeah. 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 I'm in San Diego and yeah. I'm putting a Vegas and San Fran run together. Other Perfect. than that, I can't fucking think past that. Yeah. And if I just tackle the day, the week, the month, that is, um, only, and, and that's what I'm finding works for me. It might be different for someone else. And I can only speak to my experience. And when people ask, like, well, what do I do? I'm like, look, man, I only know what I did, and I'm figuring out as we go along. So that's, you know, the fun of it, too, is, is right. like, this is like the Wild West. You know, we're all in the gold rush, and we're figuring out how to find it on our own. It's crazy, too. You have a weird perspective because you're at the Mecca, you're in New York, mm -hmm. and you have legends, you know, sandwiched in between just killers, 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 mm -hmm. legend, killer, killer. Do you think there... I think it's. I personally think it's a great thing. Do you think you, there's too much comedy right now? Like every, like in St. Louis, even everybody's got bar show. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm super happy for it because it's yeah. just gonna make the good stuff better. It's more right. opportunities for people. Well, there, like there comedy is a, the there whole is a fear of like uh, oversaturation in terms of like you know. Well, I want to start a show at this Italian restaurant. Who can I get? Well, my budget's, you know, $5 in spaghetti. Uh -huh. But you will find people hungry enough to do it. And I've done it to where then people see that and they go, this is comedy? Yeah. And that might right. get in the way of whatever. But I also think, you know, this might be like a cheesy whatever, but it's like the world is so fucked. Humor is the one thing that's, that's it, it's like owning a funeral home. People yeah. are always going to need it. Right. You know, people are always going to die. People are always going to need a place to look at their dead fucking uncle. You know, people are always going to need a place to go to laugh to forget about how soul-crushing reality is. So the business of funny is always going to be there. It's just about finding the model that works. Very true. You know? Yeah. You produce shows yourself? You don't mess with that anymore. No. I, yeah. I've never been good at being a producer. Yeah. I've never been good at, like, putting stuff together i i always like fear no one will ever show up that's like my and then when people do and it like dude, sells out i'm like what the fuck dude it's a gross feeling we even just we've done some bigger shows that we'll put on and then we do like weekly shows right yeah so, part of it, so we do it we tie, tie it into dude, the podcast the, the all that. stress it'll be it will be i'm serious like openers about to go up i'm like well i'm never i'm canceling the contracts i don't care that jack daniels is working with us who cares it's over i'm tired i hate all of you people and then halfway through the opener set like oh it's getting it's kind of full in here it's yeah like, and then all of a sudden you're like fuck it this is why i love it's, yeah it's wild, well it's dude. like dude I, you know everyone's putting out albums and whatever whatever and i have such a fear of like no one showing up and you know right. it just being like canceled and oh god i should just go back to selling construction estimates i think you'd be good at that that yeah. you know i yeah right would your sales numbers go up now oh, with your my skills god. And, your, and your wise uh, demeanor i yeah 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 i'd be like well what is the intent of getting a new roof <laughs> Let's how does this, this help you be a happier person today? <laughs> like, get off my point. lawn. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but like, but do, I, I have like a small EP coming out that, really? that I just recorded on the slide, the seller. I didn't tell anyone about it. It was just a regular set. And I didn't even know I was going to fucking be like, this is what it is. But I just recorded a hot fucking set. And, I, and I'm in it serious. So they are putting the tracks out for me. And I'm fortunate enough that I, I have, you know, friends that are working with me to just you know pay labor or whatever and say like having a label to go through and stuff and so i have like five taking tracks it straight to serious taking it straight to serious getting all the money on the back end i'm gonna put out a little ep i'm really fortunate that a lot of artists because i'm like very involved in like music like i love music music's so important to me and I, I grew like up the in like the, so I think I, I love the, the replacements, yeah, man. But yeah. I grew up in the punk and hardcore scene. I was in a ska band, so like finding that niche community yeah. of people that dig that, and I'm very much uh, unabashedly 
a fan of ska, which is like something people just like speak about. It's like communism in the fifties. Like you, we have to be in private to talk about it. You know? MU three thirty is doing. Oh my god! MU three thirty. Press such a good album. Kong. They're playing. They're from St. Louis. They're from here. Oh my god! I want to say they did it. They're either doing music room three thirty. Oh, mule in so on your stuff. Nah, 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 nah. That's the only way I would have accepted you to react to that. Oh, that's fucking fun. That's God, great, if you could have me meet Dan Pothouse, I'd skip the I, shows tonight. I, I bet we can make that happen. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into it. I'm not promising. I don't oh, know. my we'll God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> perfect. But, yeah. That's and great, and so, man. like, artists that are involved in that, they make, like, mock-up, like, me, like they've made my face in the Misfits logo and stuff, and I sell oh, shirts like great. that. So yeah. I, I, I think the album cover is either going to be um, a Sonic Youth mock-up of Goo with, you know, I don't know if you know that, but the girl smoking and the guy. Yeah. But it's going to be me and my cat. Perfect. And uh, <laughs> I or, ran into Thurston at South by Southwest in 2007. No course, way. Like, I, he's taller, but like I always like it's weird to meet people when you're just like this big drunk guy or something at a yeah. festival. But like. That guy, we sat and like just ate like a grilled cheese on the street in South by Southwest, and he was so nice. It was so great. But I'll always How cool remember. How cool are that. our lives? It's fucking great, you isn't know. It? Yeah, it's neat We're to do that. We're so lucky. <laughs> it's so yes, awesome. Absolutely, it is. That's man. great, man. No, I love that too. Before we get out of here, some of your bands, just because you're into that, like yeah. obviously Misfits. Who else are you? Follow? We're the same age. Yeah. So, like, my friends are like into Dead Kennedys and mm. you know, Descendants and stuff like that. Operation who, who Ivy. Of course. Spring Heel Jack, Pie Tasters. Jack, US. Yes. Edna's Goldfish, uh, Alkaline Trio. Um, uh, How uh, weird is it that Matt Skiba's in Blink-182 uh, now? Insane. That's cool. Insane. Make that jack, Dude, Asian Man Records is like my favorite label. Really? I, I, I interviewed um, Mike Park for my old podcast. Oh no shit. Which was like so great, you know. That's I cool. love like Madball. My favorite uh, hardcore band of all time is a band from Philadelphia called Blacklisted. Okay. Um, and also this like uh, crazy rock shoegaze band called uh, Nothing Okay. in Philly. They're great. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. Who else is from Philly? I, there's a band, and okay, so you like like legit, like legit stuff like that. I'm trying to think. Uh, are the men singers from Philadelphia? They are. I enjoy them, and yes. I, haven't, I haven't listened to new music. Like I'll listen to new music, but like they're one of those bands that I was like, wait a second, I like these guys. This sounds like stuff I would have listened to when I was younger. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so like that that the album cover is either going to be that Sonic Youth mock-up or. Um, this this guy Scott Johnson Morganis on Instagram made me uh, the Operation Ivy Energy. Perfect. But it says E and Finance, and it's me, and I'm smoking a cigarette. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it might be that. But it's uh yeah. I mean, dude, it, all that music like played such an important part in my life. You know, and it just shoots me back to like growing up and like feeling. You know, I ride my bike around the city, and I play music on a stereo, and I'll play like Three Eleven, and like. <laughs> This great band from Delaware called Year of the Knife. So it's like, so I'm bipolar, I'm manic depressive, and my music is definitely like that. Like, I'll have, like, right. Metallica's Orion, and then it'll be like, you know, like, um, Willow Smith. I whip my hair back and forth, you know, and I'm like, ha, 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 I'm a little gay boy, you know. It's just feeding you. Yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then it's like, you know, like, uh, Macedon just, like, jamming down, going over the bridge. And That's I'm like, the way you're yeah! <laughs> Man, that's the way you gotta be, dude. You yes. gotta switch it up. I think people enjoy that too because people get so caught up. You ever like in a car with or at a party with somebody who wants to hear 
forty percent of every shitty like I don't I don't want to pick on like techno. I'll just say techno, but like every shitty like club mix. Oh my 40 god! Seconds of it, and they're like, Nack. dude, like, this you don't chick like this. I'm I'm this chick I'm with is uh you know finger fucking the the iPod on, every man. twenty seconds. Let's hear the playing outro. this like emo rap. And I'm like, what the fuck? You don't actually like that music. You just, I hate it. No, I'm saying she doesn't. She's not. You want really emo? Put on Thursday. Thank you. Put on God. Saves the Day. Through being cool. Let's fucking jam out. Rocks, tonics, juice, magic. Yes, hollyhocks, forget me nots. Sell all my clothes. I'm off to heaven. Dude, you fucking brought up Thursday and Saves Dude, the Day. Dude, oh my God, I found this out. Okay, so third or Saves the Day's first four albums tell a story. Um, okay. Um, um, 16 um, when they started? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, 16, New Jersey. They went to NYU. Oh my God. Okay, so it's, um, I can't, I can't slow down. I'm through being cool. Oh, wait, hold on. What are their first Look four it up. albums? Look it up. On? Yeah, it's can't they, slow they, down. They through tell... being cool. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Oh my God. I, I hope you edit this so I don't look like such a herb. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, okay. Oh, 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 oh. It's, uh, it's, um, I can't slow down, I'm through being cool, so stay what you are. Yes. Well, that was there, worth there it. it. <laughs> <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta do that. Bro. Oh Dude, my god. So I'm only gonna tell- I, I gotta I, tell you, you vandal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this just because, like, I don't know, did you ever get into the Ataris at all? Whenever we were- we were going, they, they were a little, they were a little yeah, poppy, yeah, yeah. probably. Oh wait, too. didn't they have a San Dimas High School football yeah, rock? You probably rules? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah San Dimas High School football yeah. rules. Yeah. Long story short, and I told this uh, in front of like two thousand people at a theater where we did a live podcast with uh, Adam Carolla, actually. Yeah. And this is a story I've told before, but it's super quick. Uh, my first time like on stage, period. Like we started the show. It's crazy. He asked us to do this. Two thousand people. This beautiful theater. And I'm out there with him, and I'm looking, and all I can see is my mom in, like, the fourth row. Oh, you know how a theater, like, shrinks yeah, when you're on stage? Yeah. So I was like, but I got to bring this story. I've been listening to Corolla since I was, like, Loveline when I was, yeah. like, 12, Oh, right? my God, Loveline! Dude, that shit was so good, man. I used to wait and jerk off to someone that sounded hot on the phone talking about their pussy. <laughs> it, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they didn't have herpes. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Block that out like a... Oh, like God. a car ride with an uncle. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> so so I'm up on stage. I tell the story. But long story short, um, I somehow befriended the singer of the Ataris, right? And when I was like 20 or 19, he was dating a girl in the college town. And I'm like, it's this weird, like strange thing. Yes. He was like a buddy. So we're in St. Louis one night, which is like two hours from where I went to college. And we go to a Cardinals game. I get a text. This is when texting wasn't even that, that serious. Uh, and he's like, hey, let's hang out. I'm coming through with this girl. Um, maybe there's a strip club we could all meet up Woo! at. I'm like, fuck yeah, strip club? Yeah! Like, of course, like, fame-hungry, you know, 21-year-old uh -huh. me. Like, oh, well, let's hang out with the cool guy. And, Is uh, it at Warp Tour? <laughs> right. I was like, will you sing to me while we're here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we end up, and I'm like, oh, well, let's go to this super safe, like, very well-known strip club. And, you know, he's like, ah, people, he's like, not being weird. People kind of recognize me. It's a strange thing. Mm -hmm. Let's go to this one. So we go to, are you familiar with East St. Louis? Like it's, no, but I've heard it's the worst. stories. Yeah, yeah. It's very, you know, it, there's some bad stuff happening. So we go past East St. Louis to this Brooklyn, Illinois, this club. And we, at the time, like it wasn't that common. There were no streaming services. You just have like iTunes music. Either way, we pay the DJ like 80 bucks or something between like 10 dudes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Our friends come in, play Boys of Summer, whenever he comes in. He th he gets embarrassed because that's what he's known for, oh right? Oh my God. He's in that cover. Yeah. So he walks in. He walks in. 
He was a huge Black Flag fan. He put in, so I saw a dead or a Black Flag sticker on a Cadillac. There you go. Uh, in that song, instead of Deadhead. Yeah, that's right. So we pay him. He gets pulled up on stage. They give him the bachelor party treatment. We're like, haha, this will be silly. Yes. The song's playing. It doesn't end there. He gets all of his clothes ripped, like down to like they're ripping his boxers off. Yes, that's happened to stage. me. It's, and it was like, we were kind of like, ha. They ah. called it a hot seat in oh, Philly. Oh boy, do they. And it was it was getting where we were like, ah. Was she slapping him and shit? All kinds. They, the belt. Yeah. But took his own. Oh, one belt time a chick him. knocked my contact out. <laughs> Did you pick? It I up? said, I know you have a job to do, but please stop hitting me. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see, and yeah. I've had a pink guy ever uh-huh. since. Uh, so he's up there and everything. Then one chick comes up and then takes her whole hand and like goes into the other chick. And then there's this. We're all like, what's happening? Look, end of the story. It's like a fire hose coming out for like thirty seconds. What? Like, it was the most disgusting, amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. All while. His own song. Ah! Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Here's to the Ataris. Yeah. Wow. What <laughs> a surreal like moment. Very, very. And it's like, they're like handing him his clothes. Like it has to like look like what a shitty porn set. Oh looks God. Like it's like, it was, it was pretty, pretty unbelievable. And then they do like a shower show after it was fucking crazy. But oh, yeah, that's my little brush. with Incredible. Punk right. Isn't I ridiculous? love it. Yeah. Amazing. The Ataris will never sound the same to me. I don't think they had to sound I know. I will only be able to masturbate to the Ataris from now on. I'm proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you got the album coming out. We need to look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Selling out shows everywhere at the Tell. Are you touring? Are you headlining soon? I am. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be at uh, American Comedy Company uh, in San Diego. San Diego. Uh, Is that the one that uh, Tony Rock had the weird thing at? I don't know. I don't think does, does American Comedy Company have a uh, a notoriously crazy manager? Maybe not. I don't know. Okay, we'll have to look into that. There was. A I'm whole... just excited to be at the club. That's what I like to hear. Yes, <laughs> so I'm gonna be headlining yeah. Laugh Boston, um, the Woo Ha Ha Worcester, Massachusetts, okay, Port City Worcester. Theater in yeah. Maine, um, and uh, Vermont like Comedy Club Very coming nice. up all in March, April. May Wisecrackers in uh, Wilkesbury and um, uh, American Comedy States Company. like Vermont too, and this is just ignorance coming through. States like Vermont, Maine, stuff like. Do they come out hard for comedy shows? Like I can't imagine oh, there's yeah. a ton to do oh, in yeah. those areas. Like you probably feel like that about St. Louis too. They're but great crowds. Yeah, man. I bet they they really come out and um, those are your people too. Like kinda, yeah, kind of blue collar Northeast. Type, yes, right? yeah. I love it. It's so funny, man, because like I feel like you know I talk about some like real wild shit on stage and like the flyover states like dig it and then i talk about like going to glory holes in like brooklyn and they're like why is that how do you know that's not what i want to hear you should have a lisp and talk about rupaul's drag race <laughs> right. i'm like well i'm not You're like that confusing me yeah <laughs> right wait is those, are those still happening glory, glory holes? holes yeah dude no way i'm the king of them down on 8th avenue why do you think what? i live in the city <laughs> huh Ride my bike back and forth. Good for you. Yeah. Did you bring the boombox into the glory hole? Yeah, I put nice. on the Ataris. Yes. <laughs> Ian, thanks for coming, man. Thanks, man. This Absolute is such pleasure. a blast, Absolutely. man. Thank you so much. Thanks to Mia Jackson. Mia Jackson, an Boom. angel without wings. Yes. Forever. And I, I have all my dates, and I put up really funny videos and stuff on Instagram. I actually put up the conversation with that saint lunatic uh and my instagram's at i animal i-a-n-i-m-a-l share it we'll keep it coming and yeah uh, st louis you'll have to come back and headline man i love it man absolutely love it thanks so much